Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. I have 50 minutes of recording. I got zero minutes. All right, here we go. Good, Kevin? Yeah. Yep. You good, Andy? I'm good. All right. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And Andy. Hey, now. Woohoo. Hey, now. Someone's excited. All right. This is episode 255. You down low, PP? You know me. Yeah, you know me. There you go. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's catch up with everyone's week. Who'd like to go first? Does anybody even remember that song? I do. Like, that's when rap was rap, dude. None of this, I've run out of shit to say for the last 10 years, crap. None of this mumbling bullshit. That was like when rap was an art form. And metal bands weren't afraid to play with rap guys. Mm. Yes. Uh. (laughs) Say it, brother. (laughs) It's like start of a rap song. (laughs) All right. Uh, So who's going first? I don't know. Want me to go first? first. I'll go first. I have been initiated. I have been anesthetized to go first. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, I'll start off with the bad news. I did not do any flying this weekend. The weather was just too shitty. It was was below 32 most of the weekend, and it was... Damn. Yeah, it was just... It was bad weather Saturday. I think it was above 32 because it was raining, so that... Yeah, that probably makes sense. So thirty three. So thirty three. Yeah, exactly. Actually, it was we did have some snow up here, but it was just really, you know, light flurries overnight and was gone by the morning. Yeah. But I did get down in front of the sim on Friday night, which was freaking awesome. Which was nice. Oh my god, it was a freaking blast, dude! You really, really missed a good time, Steve. Yeah. We had like fun. we had like thirty plus people in Discord. Yeah, there was the most I've ever seen in there. Wow! Like I screenshotted it, but we had everybody from the Hellyhead show, but Mike Sobe, he didn't make it. Uh, Chris Rybert joined us. Frank Mordeos. Uh, nice. Devin came on again, which was really cool. Devin's mm-hmm. a pisser, man. Good to talk to him. But I did uh let me let me bring up my picture on the phone here. I mean, Ian was there. Andrew Lax, I think, showed up, right, Andy? I don't remember. Andy was him. there. Maybe. I was there. Uh Blade Scraper, I don't know who that is. Brandon L. He was the guy that Shaggy was helping Rich. out. Rich was there. Rich. Nice. By the way. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> By the way, Rich. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I was busting Rich's balls it quite a bit. Fun to laugh at Rich's expense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think uh, the planker was there. Jimmy Tate, Jamie, like nice. I said, Ian, uh, Chuck Bowl. I think Chris Ryber showed up too for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I have Sherman M here, which I think was Sherman Martin. I don't know. If, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, probably. To him. Oh, Tom was there. Tom yeah. Shin. Tom oh, Shin nice. too. Yep. Damn. Yeah, it was a good Everybody. time. Everybody. And there I mean, some... everybody that's anybody was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got a few text messages like the next day, and people were just like, I really didn't say much. I just sat there laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just going on. We had, we had just a, a ball. 
one of those you had to be there, you know, type of things. You really can't. It's hard to describe after the fact. But in the sim itself, man, I was actually uh, getting my four-point TikToks down pretty good, which I was surprised because it was not happening last week or the previous time I sat down in front of the sim. And uh, it was getting better. It was getting easier. I I found that if I slowed it down and didn't get too crazy, I could do... You know, one tail down and then move it, you know, 90 degrees and then do the next one and then move it and do the next one. Kind of like just slow it down. I was I was able to do them, which it's helping out in the sim at least. We get some good weather I'll, or halfway decent weather. I'll try it in real life. Nice. So, yeah. And uh, let's see. What else was I working on? I was working on some inverted backwards flying, which has always been a challenge for me. Uh-huh. getting get definitely getting better at that and i wanted to try doing like um it's a tail down blade out funnel and i actually did a few of those but that didn't look too bad i think that's nice. all i was working on i was doing a couple of inverted autos i started to do the pirouetting funnels in real life and you know the the i'm working on the four point tiktoks just stuff that i want to you know do i think is fun yeah you know yeah but the inverted autos, no, I haven't. I haven't tried that yet in real life. I think I'm only going to get one shot at that, you know, per helicopter. Well, I mean, you can just do it up high and bail out, like, you know, I don't know. You can, you can but it's still very dangerous because yeah. I crashed a couple times when I was learning inverted autos, and I always bail out, and I always did the full, the roll or whatever up high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you screw it up too bad, you can almost stop the blades and you just don't you just uh. don't have time to bail out. So like if you if you screw it up doing that transition from inverted to upright, it can't right. go bad. It did for me. Hmm. See my little pea brain can't figure out how to restart the motor in time, so I know it's gonna be all or nothing, you know, when I try it. <laughs> It's just you, can, be like, you, should, you, can, you should you should practice that yeah you know practice some bailout like upright just come down doing an auto and before you get to the ground turn yeah. the motor back on and, uh-huh. and do it again kind of get that yep. in your brain you can also use um minimal throttle with your you know motor idle yeah that'd switch. be a good trick mm-hmm. or just you know do it with your 690 where you can do it with low head speed and you can still kind of keep the motor on and just go low head speed like your 900 or whatever you have set yeah you know? that's how i first started doing the uprights yeah 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 cool but even in the uprights andy i i still i just hit motor off i don't i don't even hit idle i just throttle hold or whatever wow because like i said it's it's like i gotta hit another switch i gotta figure out where it is it's, it's like, not another switch it's the same it's switch, the same switch. Just yeah. don't push it as far it actually takes more effort to go to motor off no see i i have the, the throttle hold i use the, the throttle hold the lock the yeah. lock and just hit that one one shot boom wow that even makes less sense I'm, i know because my pea brain can't figure out where the other <laughs> more one balls is. than brain <laughs> yeah Exactly. <laughs> it's always, how life has always been for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can smash it ten times before I can figure out that other the button, or I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know how to help you. Uh, yeah, few do. Yeah, few <laughs> do. 
but uh, yeah, so I didn't get out the fly because the wet the weather. Uh, but I did work on my three D printed Jeep, man, which was this thing is engineered insane, dude. Like I'm building the whole transfer case and transmission. It's all three D printed. Mike Selby, shut it off for five minutes so I can talk about three D printers. Um, it's amazing how you can actually do the following arms like the four links for each part of the suspension with mm-hmm. the with the uh with the ball joints and all that type of stuff like yeah. i 3d printed balls <laughs> 3d printed balls balls and uh you know the the suspension parts and all that and it actually works you know you you lube up the balls and you hit them in there with a hammer <laughs> <laughs> and i know this is making a planker episode but uh, yeah, then you screw them into the to the suspension, man. It actually, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how how somebody can take the the time to engineer this stuff. And I mean, it cost me thirty bucks for the the plans, but man, it's amazing, amazing. You know, I'm a kid that grew up with Lego, so something that I can three yeah, D yeah, print yeah. like that and put it together, and the tolerances are so good. Like I'm taking two millimeter screws and screwing them into holes where the tolerance is it's like threading as it's going in like that's how right yeah well they like you're cutting your threads in yeah right um how does there is there actually like suspension like shocks that you you're 3d printing also no no the only thing i'm not 3d printing are the shocks and the actual tires but the okay. the rims i'm 3d printing okay and you know and then the rest is rc and it's cool the way they have it routed it's all hidden under like the seats and everything yeah, They're, the little center console, you know, in a Jeep between the seats kind of lifts up, and that's where the on switch is to turn it on. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Thought of yeah, this, yeah. Cool. Where'd you get it again? Where, where'd you order the kit? The uh, not kit, but the plants. It's from a website, and it's got the best name on the internet for three D printed anything. It's called three D three D sets. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether it's a German. I'm sure it's Germans or something. I wonder how many of those they sell, like the files. Because oh, there's a lot they, of different ones too. They got to put hours and hours into, yeah, drawing that out and designing it and CAD and stuff. I mean, I wonder if they ever come out or if it's just kind of for fun. I bought the the two door version. There's a four door version that's newer, and then there's a what is it called? A not a lamb. A Land Rover? They call it a Landy. It's like a... Uh, yeah, it's a Land Rover. looks like a Land Rover. But they, obviously yeah. they can't use the the names of the actual models. Like, mine's mm-hmm. definitely right. a Wrangler, but they call it a Rancher. Rancher, yeah. But Jeff bought the, the Landy. He's printing that one out. Nice. And it's cool. You know, the guys have done stuff on Thingiverse, add-ons like bumpers and different things like that. Oh, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. It's just, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll print this stuff out. It'll take me a week, and I'll bolt it together, and, like, I'll come over on a Saturday and bolt it together. No. It took me a whole Saturday just to get the damn, you know, bearings onto the onto the gears and the shafts and yeah. stuff that go Dude, into the- gearbox the is insane. Box. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, this thing's actually pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. you're nuts. 3D printing all of this stuff, right? Except for, what, the bearings, obviously the 540 size motor- your right. suspension, yeah, right. Your shock itself, right. But the rest of it's all three D printed. This is crazy. Yeah, nice. Really amazing what what's being done. You yeah, know? and it can only get like crazier. I'm sure. 
In the last couple of years, I've seen a lot of really cool stuff. But my one printer had an issue, and you guys tell me, I don't know, Andy, you, you know printing, Steve, you know printing. Wish George uh-huh. was on the show because then I'd ask him what he thought. But uh-huh. I've I've had a lot of issues with printers, obviously, you know, over the years. Like I've had the clogging, and I know what that is. And when when the fan shuts down on your, you know, your your big giant sink, you kind of know what that is, what happens, what to look for. Yeah, this was on my my Lulzbot Mini, and which is. You know, it's the earliest one I bought, the most expensive one I bought, but I don't, it's, it's kind of maintenance free. Well, I had an issue where it would print out. If I was printing something out, like say I printed out a, a calibration cube, which is 20 mil by 20 mil, you know, it's a cube. Uh huh. It would print out the first 10 mil fine. And then the next 10 mil would be squished. Wow. And I didn't do anything but update. I updated some firmware. I know, which is like, I didn't do anything but uh, update firmware, yeah. but I really didn't think that had anything to do with it because I wrote down like the e-steps and the stuff that it told you, you know, hey, take note of this before you update the firmware and then load it back in right. when it was done. So I kind of rechecked that and I did it again and uh, I wasn't sure what it was. I was going to email the company and I started doing a little research and I found that the board itself per driver, per stepper motor puts out I think two amps. It has a capability of putting out two amps worth of power. And the, I, my Z axis has two stepper motors on it. And my Z axis, right. so now is drawing three, three amps. And when I looked at the side, it's, I mean, it's got a small 12, 24 volt power supply, you know, and it's got, it's an all in one board. It's not like your Arduino where there's a, where there's a shield that's on top. And then there's the other little drivers that are like m- little modules. They're like little postage stamp modules that go mm-hmm. in. And there's five of those for all your steppers. This is just on like an all-in-one board. So what I found was that the driver part that 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 took the there was a heat sink that fell off, and I put that back on, and it was still doing it. And then I found that that fan had stopped working. So it's kind of mm. unbelievable that this weirdo problem was a fan that wasn't cooling it off because it was drawing too much current. And I could hear it when it was done with the print. It was trying to raise the you know, the whole gantry up, and it was just you know, it would drive it and then stop and then drive it and then stop again and drive yeah. it. And I'm like, what is going on with this thing? But as soon as was I that- stuck a fan in front of it to cool it off, it was fine. It immediately printed fine after that. It's been printing fine ever since. Yeah. That makes perfect sense why it would <clears throat> do the first part okay. Right. Yeah. And then as soon as it got hot, it was it it too was hot. A step. It, it couldn't move it up as far as it was supposed to. Right. It was so like shutting it, down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like almost tripping a breaker and then resetting. Right. I call Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I did have a problem, another problem with that printer like maybe a month or two ago. And... Dude, this is where, like, I always say things are always related to one another, and this is just another one of those things where, you know, I listened to um, Telerotor who did that. They did that show on crimpers and soldering and how, you know, Topalo uh-huh. uh, said, you know, this is why you don't want to solder these crimp on ends because, you know, the solder will harden and then the vibration back and forth will make everything break. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened with, the ten gauge wire that I had for the heater bed, because that had that had failed on me. The factory uh-huh. one had broken, 
and yeah. I, and it's got these like power pole connector pieces on them. So I wanted to just run a new piece of wire and then solder on those ends. Like, but it, I didn't I didn't redo that. It wasn't at the crimps. It was kind of like I left about maybe three inches of wire, but it was just enough. I mean, and I soldered them together, did it all like I like I normally do, just enough to where it went into the, you know, the cable tray that rolls back and forth. Okay. Just enough to where as that went all the way back, it, it kind of caught that part of the solder and, and broke it off. And, yeah, cracked it. So I kind of had to redo the whole thing. And, man, my go-to for everything is XT60s. Like, <laughs> I got them on the Jeep. I got them on R2-D2. Now I got yeah, them on the have, 3D printer. Yeah, we have so many, right? Like, and they can handle so many planes amperage. and everything. Oh, yeah. 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 So that was that was a weird, like, problem that I had with the uh with the printer very strange i'm glad i got it fixed because that thing prints yeah. dynamite it's it's like rock solid machine like it's not big i mean the build plate is very small yeah but man i can just set stuff up and let it go and it's it's quick it prints out you know good quality prints it uses the 2.85 or the three millimeter you know filament huh? and i can do abs a little bit on that but uh, it's always been a good machine. But that's it for my week, man. Not much flying, but a lot of other stuff going on. Who's next? Uh, do you want to go, Andy, or shall I? Uh, you go ahead. All right. So so I think I mentioned on the last episode I ordered some parts. Yeah, for the uh, little that alley, right? PM2, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with USPS, but... Uh, I don't know. It went from Ohio to North Carolina to now Maryland. It kind of skipped over Virginia. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully, I'll have it sometime this week. But um, I did not get a chance to sim this week, uh, this Friday. Yeah, I heard I, I, I really missed out, didn't I, guys? Huh? Yeah. It was, um, dude. I think Andy was crying at one point. We were, we were laughing so hard, dude. <laughs> I was oh, laughing shit. so hard, I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. Nice. Um, what did I do on Friday? Oh, I had, yeah, I was out with the family eating dinner. But, um, yeah, so Saturday, I planned on driving down to RCHO. Uh, so I woke up, packed up my stuff, and drove down there. Met up with a bunch of folks. Uh, Scott Graham was there, Eric Hsu, uh, Dre, Jay, uh, Treadway, of course. Um, Alex Fredrickson, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And... Rodney and his wife was there, Rodney Clay, and his son, Justin. Okay. I think who else was there? Meh. I, you know, maybe a couple of other folks. Yeah, there's a couple of folks from Florida that came up too, which was oh wow, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, one of the main reasons that I drove down there, and I guess the reason why these guys drove up from Florida, was to pick up some fuel. So, yeah, I picked up two cases, a uh, case of 22 what, and a half. What, what's it called? Full pull fuel. Yeah. No, you gotta say it quicker. I can't say it quicker. Fool fuel. Fool fuel. There you go. Um. Yeah. So I picked up a case of thirty and a case of uh twenty-two and a half, and I actually tried a case of uh, some of the thirty because, you know, I, I went down there to also fly. So I brought my black thunder, um, my nice big orange bright canopy, my um, what else did I bring? The five eighty electric and the five eighty nitro. And, of course, you know, Monday I rushed out. I mean, not Monday, but Saturday I rushed out, and I forgot my 30% fuel. But, hey, I just bought a case, so 
Uh, I actually was trying that fuel out right there at the event. Oh, not event, but at the um, at the club there. And I don't know. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> well, does it smell? Um, it of smells. grapes? No, no, no. I didn't use the grape one. I used the regular, oh. <laughs> the regular flavor. Yeah. I mean, it smells like, I don't know. It smells like Byron's. Like, it smells like nitro fuel. Okay. You know, it's, I don't think it smells like cool power. Like that one, I can tell definitely smells different. It smells like even sweeter than Byron's. But, um, yeah, I mean, fluke, fine. I did a tank of the Byron's, which I had in the heli, and then I did a tank of that. And I can tell the difference. Didn't, have, didn't change anything. I mean, I was breaking the motor, so it all kind of was, you know, a bunch of uh, sport flying with a little bit of loading up the motor and then just more sport flying around. Um, let's see what else. I did a tandem with Scott Graham, and I survived. Nice. Wait, you survived? Did the helicopter survive? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Me and the helicopter and Scott and his helicopter. Yes, we all survived. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of close calls, but it wasn't anything like, whoa. You know, even though there might have been a moment where I was like, where is this helicopter? Oh, there he is. <laughs> but um, what else did i do oh and i did a night flight there too so jay was like you got a night fly i'm like all right he's like the lights are coming on <laughs> you know I'm like i gotta go but he's like you gotta go night flight so i did and i have to say it was actually a lot of fun it was actually a lot of fun to night fly it was um it was still unnerving because that that field kind of makes you want to fly close to you just because just the depth perception and the layout of it um, and plus, everyone just kind of flies kind of close because of the way that the field's laid out. So it was, there were some scary moments for me. And it's not because I was dangerous, but it was just more like, I don't fly this close. Yeah. This is close, you know? Um, but I had fun with it either. You know, in, in any case, I had a lot of fun doing it. So nice. So I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try again, you know, next event. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to continue this night flight a little, get used to it maybe, and, and uh, go on from there. Yeah. Nice, awesome, dude. Yeah, I think it's in the club bylaws that it you might have to be. fly. Yeah, it's, it's it like be. a wall down there. Uh-huh. Uh Let's see. Oh man, Rodney, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, two of his helicopters went in pretty damn mm-hmm. hard that day. <laughs> yeah, but he's a great sport <laughs> about it, of course. Yeah. So Saturday, I think. I was listening to a bunch of podcasts, and I'm backed up on a lot of my podcasts. So I don't know if I was listening to some heliheads, some skids up uh, on the way down to North Carolina. But I was listening, and you know, I've been hearing about Augie and his training, his uh, his different method of kind of training people how to fly. And I don't know. I felt like I mentioned it on the show, but I kind of feel like I've been kind of plateaued and kind of stale in the hobby. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, Saturday night I reached out to him. And basically, it was like, hey, how do I learn how to fly, you know, with this, uh, what he calls instinctive flying techniques? And, you know, he was like, oh, we got to jump on a sim, we use Next. So I bought Next. Um, I don't have Next, but I was like, I'll buy it. You know, that's the, that's the sim that he recommends because there's a lot of, um, I guess, tools you can use, like pure mm-hmm. training tools, which help. So, So I bought it loaded it up and then on monday night you know monday i kind of was like hey 
you want to get together tonight and uh yeah see me fly or whatever like show me what i need to do how i can learn this um so i have started the instinctive flying technique to move away from orientation based flying to instinctive based flying um this guy man he is a wealth of information and experience that like we need to get him on the show man and i, I want him to obviously yes. talk about his his method of learning but also um just all the other history he's had he you know he's been flying helicopters before i was even born and sure i'm sure there's a lot of people that could say that but this guy can really really fly too you know mm-hmm. so whatever he's doing is he's you know it's working so nice that's kind of one of the reasons why i'm like you know, he, it's one of the things that he also mentions. It's like age is not a factor here. Like, the only thing age has a factor about is really your eyes, right? Like, if you can sight the heli. But beyond that, like, you should be able to fly just as hard, you know, when you're younger and, and you are at an you know later age if you use his technique. So, which is very appealing to me as I get older and mm-hmm. start getting, you know, plateauing. I want to advance. How do I advance when, you know, orientation training and that kind of flying for me, um, you know, I've been flying for what, five years, Heli specific, I think, like yeah. primarily, you know, and I feel like I've gone, my, my skill level has gone up pretty quickly initially, but now it's starting to slow down and I feel like I'm also not taking a lot of risk. I don't want to keep on breaking Heli's anymore and stuff. So I think all of that kind of contributed to my staleness in the hobby, which I feel like flying with the RCHO folks and the stuff that Augie's teaching me is kind of revamping my hobby for me. So That's awesome, dude. Yeah, so I'm very excited and see what the next uh next year is going to bring with this stuff. I think I I definitely agree with that about age and like unless you physically can't do it like you have arthritis or you right, have something sure. physically wrong mm-hmm. with you, but I dude, I think age is only a number, man. Yeah. Like yeah. my eyes are I don't know. My eyes are all right. They're not great. But, dude, uh-huh. I'll go out there and have fun, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what it's all yeah. about. Just yep. go have fun. Yeah, and that's another thing that he kept on, like, instituting is that, like, you know, learn what you want to learn because it's all about having fun. If you don't – if right. you want to go from tail and hovering to learning pure flips, like, that's your prerogative. Like, that's, you know, that's the hobby for you. So have fun and learn it. And his techniques are – something to that effect where you can basically be a sport flyer and then start being a pirouetting monster that pirouettes everything. And I think that's why so many guys in the hobby are, are either technicians or technical guys or engineers, because uh-huh. we're in that mindset, all of us that, you know, you don't want to stop learning. You never stop yeah. learning. Cause once you do, you, you know, you, I don't know. Yeah, you've come yeah. across those guys in life. I know I have on the job where it's you know they yeah, either they know everything or they yeah they just don't want to do it. It's not my job type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think, is that it? That's awesome, yeah. dude. Because I know me. you, I know you, you flew a lot. I know you were getting comfortable, and you even said mm-hmm. I think last year probably yeah this time you know or you said it on the show a few times where you feel like. You're going out and doing the same things, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I, I kind of think, think it got that to. It became more than that, that though. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go. No, that's all right. 
No, I was saying, I think, I think it became more than that. Like, I got comfortable, and then once I got comfortable, then I got, I went, like, reverted back. Like, I, d- I started not being comfortable. And I'm not sure what it was that, that triggered it. Yeah. I don't know if it was just, like, the lack of flying, and then, you know, you kind of lose a little bit of that confidence when you fly in front of people, or you're flying at fun flies, or, you know, in crowds. Um, worry about, like, to, you know, oops, I hit right instead of left on a cyclic, and now the helicopter's flying towards people right or something like that like the the fear of that maybe i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel like something started kind of like not dying i don't want to say it was like dying but something was just kind of not clicking anymore you know yeah and it felt felt i felt out of place like to fly now obviously i fly in my backyard or my front yard and i'll i'm having a great time like i will not care about the helicopter and smack it around if it crashes oh well whatever but it's weird like you know, recently at least for this year, and and this year has been a interesting year at the very least, right? I mean, you know, with the way everything's going. So, but I'm kind of glad that like I'm finding a new path that I can pursue, which I'm hoping at the end of the day will make me a better pilot, will make me a more confident pilot, and that means I'll have more fun, you know, at fun flies mm-hmm. and at yeah, at, you know, just club events or club you know, fly days and stuff. So that's good, man. That's great. And I think when you plateau, you got to find different ways. And I know it's probably not the same, but when you're, when you're doing the, when I used to lift a lot of, uh, you know, four days a week, Sure, yeah. you get to the plateau and now it's like, you got to figure out a new way of, yeah. You start sticking your toes with some fluid, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I start drinking creatine and then I'm up on my roof yelling at my neighbors. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not the stuff that you stick between your toes, but the creatine. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. The creatine. Well, my neighbors. <laughs> yeah, it's your neighbors. It's not even the creatine. <laughs> <laughs> Blame them. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's so, like that with everything when you plateau, man. You mm-hmm. got to find different way. Same with you know learning an instrument too and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel. Definitely a relationship between flying and music, musical instruments and stuff. But I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the number one thing for this hobby, I think, especially helicopters, is you know you just got to get the time. Like you just got to either hit the sim or get time flying. So you're, yeah, there's really no other other way about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can talk about it and read about it, but you got to just do it. You know. Well, you got to do it because. You know, I think what orientation training and, and Augie's instinctive training both have in common is that, like, you got to put the stick time in. Right. It's just, it's just how you focus that, what method you use. At the end of the day, you know, depending on the person and perseverance, like, I'm sure an orientation person, like, that's learning orientation first and can fly the crap out of a helicopter, and so can someone using Augie style, too. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. Oh, I think there's definitely multiple ways of getting to where right. you want to go for sure exactly yes yeah. yeah you know so but yeah enough about me how about you andy okay i'm gonna jump around a little bit and kind of bounce off what you were talking about uh-huh. because i was listening to your story talking about how you've kind of plateaued and that's uh-huh. exactly the same thing i've been going through yeah all summer, all all this year, really, I just yeah. kind of didn't have the desire to fly. When I did fly, I wasn't super comfortable with it. I was just, you know, I just kind of stalled out, for lack of a better word. 
So I contacted Augie too on Saturday. <laughs> wow. And it's funny because I had a, a fantastic, probably hour and a half long conversation with him uh-huh. around five thirty hour time. Okay. And then I think you said you got a hold of him at like 10 o'clock hour time. Yeah. So, yeah like five hours later. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's man. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. He's such a wealth of information. I mean, I could, I could just listen to him talk for hours on end because uh-huh. you, you learn something every, so much. yeah, so I mean, smart. just think, you know, one thing after the other. And, uh, so I have not been able to do a sim session with Augie yet. I'm going to maybe try to do that tomorrow or Thursday, but, um, the, the way I understand it, the end goal whether you're using his method or if you're doing uh-huh. orientation or, or whatever, the end goal in my mind is basically the same. Yeah. You, you have to fly without thinking about it too hard. Yes. Cause you can't get, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I do that I don't think about right now. You can't uh-huh. really fly at a high level. If you have to think of every, Move no, back. You just no kind of got to do it's it. It's impossible. Your brain yeah. can't yeah. process it and, and send the signals to your fingers fast enough. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Andy. Even when I asked yeah. the Amante, like when I was getting into the hobby and a couple uh-huh. years in, I was like, Chris, how do you do that? Like, how do you do this one thing? And he's like, he, he sat there looking at his radio going, um, I don't know. I just do he it. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> he thinks it. it and tells the helicopter to do it. And right. Because it's instinctive to him because – and then no matter how he got there, right? I don't think he right, right. met with Augie and did his program. I think he did it through orientation, but he started as a kid, like Kyle Sacy, Kyle Dahl, like all the yes. ones that started as a kid. They learned that instinctively. Well, when you're young, your mind is yeah. able to absorb stuff so right. much faster. Right. You know? So it becomes muscle memory faster. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll agree with that, but I was going to say – I don't, I don't want to interrupt Andy, but I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, I think that – no matter what your age, things can become muscle memory. It just might take you a little yeah, bit yeah, longer. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It can. But it how might, you get there. Yeah. The point is is it might take a little bit longer when yeah. you, you know, the older you are. Not that you can't do it. It just yeah. it's I mean, it's a fact. you the brain doesn't learn as fast the older you get. Right. And but that's you can the thing still learn anything. Technique, when it's swimming in alcohol every other weekend, that doesn't help. Well that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yes, like you're saying, Steve, uh, Augie's method is, um, I'm looking forward to getting into it because it takes a lot of the, I think it'll cut down on the time it takes to burn that muscle memory in. And that's the key here. Right. But the only thing that I think is working against you and I is that we started with learning, trying to learn our orientation. So when he first tried to explain it to me and I, I, you know, logically, I understood exactly what you're saying, but when I was trying to like do a nose and hover, and I'm like, he's like, "Don't think about it, don't think about it." And I'm like, "I can't stop thinking," <laughs> you know, like I can't stop trying to make corrections in my mind. Like left is right, right is left, you know, like all that stuff. Right. You know. Um. So, but yeah, you have to once you break kind of. I started breaking through a little, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy shit, I'm shit. I should do F three C because I'm hovering the damn helicopter in one spot now." <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
I'm not doing that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so how do you, but yeah, that's awesome, man. How do you, is he putting out a program soon or is like, I'm, I don't know. We're kind of going off on yeah. a tangent, but I was yeah. curious, curious. I think he's thinking about it. Um, he kind of, you know, he, he, it's hard. Like if you don't talk to him and get the context of how he developed this method, it becomes very hard to understand it. And some people might say it's cheating or some other thing. I don't know. But to me, I think, you know, like maybe he will eventually, but I think if you really want to just reach out to him, you know? Okay. And he's going to be super busy the next winter. <laughs> next, Like yeah. during this winter, right? Everyone's going to want to sim and learn this. Yeah, right? so, just wait wait about six months till Steve and I have learned yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> he can teach us, and then you go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I, don't don't clog up the works yet. Yeah, yeah pull, pull the ticket. You know, your number's next. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm I'm happy with mm-hmm. what in my mind I have to progress with and what I want to work on. I'm sure it would help, you know, but uh, I was just curious. That's it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Andy. I didn't want to interrupt too much. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, I wanted to discuss this. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really good for me because I have kind of stalled out uh-huh. in, like, I want to get do more Piro stuff. Yeah. And it's just hard. I mean, it's hard to do Piro maneuvers. Uh-huh. So I think, you know, I'm looking at a way to unlock the next level, basically. Yes. Right. Cool. Nice. So looking forward to that. Now, going back earlier in the week, I've done so much this week. Nice. You guys don't believe how much I've done. I don't believe it. Yeah. On Wednesday, <laughs> I watched. The entire season of the Queen's Gambit started at five o'clock, went to two in the morning. What did you finished. think? Not I enough. Perfect. I, I enjoyed well, it too. I loved it. Yeah, that was really good. I, is, it, is it about chess? chess? It is. Yes. About women in chess. Yeah, it's great. Oh, good Lord. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, so I finished that. Then I, I watched the entire second season of Stranger Things. Oh, nice. nice. Yes, I realize I'm three years behind, but hey, I didn't have high-speed internet for like five years. You make so, it all right. Broke. All right, now you can stream everything. Right? I didn't yeah, even think exactly. about that. Shit, okay. <laughs> so I've done that. I started, uh, I'm like one or two episodes in on the third season now. Uh, what else have I done? I watched all of the Star Wars Rebels show so I could get some background on the mandalorian nice. catching up on that nice uh let's see what else yeah oh Ma- i did rc stuff too oh really what the mandalorian i would just wanted to say yeah the mandalorian kicks ass man it's pretty yeah, great it's as, awesome as a kid that grew up in the 70s watching like star wars and shit like that man uh this is like what the us older fans and the younger fans been waiting yeah, for it's, it's really a good great. show. Great it's, show. It's great. And I it don't really care. Is. I don't care about all the crap that I see on Facebook or whatever about this person and that person and YouTube and whatever's going on behind the scenes. I don't give a shit. I just want my Star Wars. Keep yeah, your, exactly. Keep your politics and your bullshit yeah, out of my Star cares. Wars. No. Exactly. Cares. You're not exactly. going to ruin it with all your shit. Yeah. You've ruined everything else. <laughs> yeah. And I'm done. Stupid internet. Stupid internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I did RC stuff as well. 
I flew oh, the gasser on after talking to Augie on Saturday. I was all fired up. So I went out Sunday and flew to gasser three tankfuls. Yeah, that must have been flights, like an hour, huh? Yeah. What would that be? 45 minutes or so. Yeah. Changed the blades out in between. Oh, nice. But so I had those Revo blades on, right? Mm-hmm. From the last time I flew and I had some wobbles and stuff. Yeah. I spooled up and started flying and the wobbles were gone. I hadn't hmm. touched anything. That's weird. That's very weird. I still had a little bit. I still actually have a little bit of a kind of a bobble on a hard stop. Like if you're doing a, like an elevator TikTok or something, uh-huh. if you do it clean the way you're supposed to, it's fine. If you do it really dirty and shitty, then I kind of get a, it looks like an aileron kind of wobble. Okay. But it's not, it's really nothing to worry about. To be honest for me, I just, like well, I said, if you do the maneuver clean, it's not, you can't even see it. Right. Was the temperature or something different, like the weather or some other factor? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I can think of, you know, so I tweaked on some gains and and stuff a little Uh bit, but it was flying really well with those blades. Nice. I can say the, the Revo blades are gasser approved. Oh, wow. Awesome. So I, I flew around. I did some high speed passes. I, uh-huh. I really couldn't find any negative tendencies. Damn! Did you auto them? I did a bunch of autos. Yeah, how they auto? Uh, I mean, well, they, last they week seemed to saying, auto fine. I, yeah. I, yeah, last week I didn't think they had as much time at the mm-hmm. bottom, right? Like float at the end, and maybe they don't. But once I put the the rail. Seven sixteens back on. Yeah, less difference than I think. Oh, really? I mean, okay. Maybe a second, but maybe not. I don't know. You yeah. know, it's a big, heavy gasser, so it doesn't have a ton of right. float at the very end. You know, if you right. float it down, and I mean, you can hang it in the air forever if you got a slight breeze. But when you come down, I mean, you can't just float it six inches off the ground for thirty seconds. You know, no, it's, no, you're, you're going to land. Yeah. yeah. So not as much difference as I thought, to be honest. And while in the auto, you can gain speed very easily with them. So you can do aerobatics and stuff and, you know, basic like get the blades to strobe, like where you can start counting the blades. Well, and you just put a little bit of negative in, they come right back. I mean, very, mm, very easy to gain head speed. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I kind of thought maybe they would be less stable in high speed stuff, but not really. I mean, it doesn't do anything crazy. So, I mean, I couldn't really find any negative things about them. Did you um, do any, like, you know, not, I guess, I don't know what it would call it. In the car, you call it a butt dyno, and I don't know. But did you do any, like, rolls and flips to see if it flipped faster with the. Yes. Revos compared to the rails? Like, yes. Since you went De- back definitely back. flips and rolls faster. And I actually recorded some this time on the log. Okay. Yeah. I haven't looked at them really. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but dyno is definitely faster. Nice. Awesome. And, and with any of the 3D type maneuvers, especially doing stuff like TikToks, mm-hmm. so much better. Like you can really? do it faster and more efficiently. 
Wow. Interesting. Like if you, if you just start really throwing the stick crazy, mm-hmm. you get uh, probably more bog, I would say, you know, cause I can push that gasser. I can bog the engine no matter what. If you sure, really right. try. Yeah. Yeah. However, I could do, um, aileron or elevator TikToks and actually get faster TikToks going than with my other blades using less stick and therefore like less pitch overall uh-huh. if that makes any sense so they actually look and sound better and faster and less bog when you kind of learn how to learn how to work the stick correctly and yes, I said work the stick. Okay. Mm. So let me ask, uh, end up being a blade review, but let me ask you another question real quick. Um, do you feel that, I know you can bog them with either blades, right? Like, But do you feel like yes. it bogs less or more? Less for the same, uh, so less bog doing the same thing. Right. So, right. so if I'm doing a TikTok, and mm-hmm. I don't do them super fast anyway. If I do yeah. it, you know, like a TikTok, TikTok, TikTok yeah, type right. of a thing, yeah, I can use less stick with the Revo, and therefore because they they bite better, I would say. Yeah. So if you use the th- same stick throw, you can actually get way faster, but then you you bog more. I see. Okay. So once you kind of back that off and you're doing the same or a little bit faster speed, but the engine was more consistent. Nice. Nice. And like I said, I've logged a bunch of this stuff in the brain. I'll look at it. I'm just, but just based on feel, they feel like really nice, like really good doing the 3d kind of stuff to the point after flying, uh, two flights on those two tanks, I put mm-hmm. the rails back on. I'm like, these are slow as shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You, you know how you'll get used to something and yeah. it, it feels way too fast. But yeah. then after you get used to it five or 10 minutes and then you go back to something else, you're like, wow, this is super slow. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Hmm. So I'm very impressed with them so far. Nice. Awesome, man. And I, I was I was having a blast flying. I was doing some Piro circuits, kind of almost a Piro funnel. Actually, we got to doing right rudder Piro circuits going clockwise and left nice. rudder going counterclockwise. Huh? Like probably the best day of flying I've had maybe all year, to be honest. Like everything was just, I don't know. I was all fired up as part of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're in it. You know, you're yeah, yeah. I was having a blast. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, it's good to hear. Okay, I did some 3D printing as well. Mike Sobe, close your ears. (laughs) I have ears perked up. Yeah, I haven't had the printer on in months. And uh, Shannon, only fine Helly's had an idea for a little doodad, and he's like, anybody got a printer? Make this. I got this idea. I was like, yeah, I got something. What are, you, what are you looking for? And he told me his idea. So I drew it up in Fusion 360, actually, while we were 
the guys were simming on Friday, it took me longer to figure out my login for Fusion than it <laughs> did to actually draw the thing. It's just a little nice. piece to go on a camera. And so I wiped the dust off the printer, had a uh-huh. good layer of dust on the bed, fired it up, went uh, to print this thing, and it, it wasn't sticking to the bed all that great. So I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, so I, I went, cleaned it, took some alcohol, rubbed down the bed. It still wasn't, like it was okay, but parts of the first layer were starting to lift up. And it's a, re- it's a really small thing. So yeah. I was like, hmm. So I went back and slowed everything way down and did a mesh level on the bed. I don't have a, a BL touch. I just can manually do it with right. the firmware that's on there. And I've found that's fine. I mean, it seems to almost never move really unless I, I don't know. It's not moved on me, but I don't go around beating and banging on it either. Well, unless you pried something off the bed last print. Yeah, yeah. That I found screws it up. Yep. Um, but once I slowed it down a little bit, it was just too fast for the small thing. I mean, we're talking about like a one inch diameter piece and it it was just going at like, you know, 50 millimeters a second or something, which is way too fast. So I went and slowed that down and tweaked the first layer settings just a little bit and dude, it just started printing out perfect. Nice. I was, I was impressed. I mean, this printer has, has just done me. It's just worked great for what I paid for it. I can't, uh-huh. I can't be, yeah, you, you know, can't complain. Huh? I, yeah, I can't complain at all. That's the Ender I, Three, right? That you bought? No, that's, no, no, it's that's the, the artillery. The, oh, that's, that's right, that's right. The yep. other CR Ten. I mean, knock on wood, it, I, I haven't had one problem. I've never had a clog. I've never had anything. I mean, other than maybe something. The only things I've had that didn't really stick were like really tiny little things. You know, anything that's bigger seems to stick really well, too. And as soon as the bed cools down, you just lift it off of it. Like, it completely comes unattached. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this is just with PLA. I really haven't done a whole lot of ABS or anything yet. But for just PLA and just normal stuff that I do that's, uh, you know, structural is more important than than anything else. It's just working fantastic. I just can't be more pleased with it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was a badass machine when I when I saw that and yeah. uh, saw the review on it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it just works. I mean, the only thing I've done to it so far, I updated the firmware, and that was just to get the, the mesh leveling, and there was some other feature that, some guys had put in a new firmware back when I bought it. Okay. I updated for that. And other than that, it's completely stock. I mean, bone stock. It just works great. Nice. Very pleased with it. That's great, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I've done. I feel like that's a lot. I don't know. It is a I watched lot. a lot of TV. That's a lot. It's a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. I've been binging on uh, Designated Survivor. Okay. Just like, yeah. I wonder if it's like Pretty 24. Um, yeah. I'm enjoying it. I blasted through the first season. It's like 20-something episodes in this past weekend. So, yeah, I mean, a couple of days or whatever. Nice. All right. So let's talk about other people's properties. OPP. Is that what it stands for? 
Yep. That's what it's standing for for us. I think it stands for something else. Pussy. But um <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Yeah, talking about I guess flying other people's helis, maybe using other people's supporting stuff. equipment. Yeah, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I kinda wanna talk about the helis first. Okay. Yes. Just, yeah. So have you ever asked? So let me ask you guys. Have you ever asked to fly someone's heli? I don't. Maybe you, Steve. I don't know. I don't think I have. I can't remember if I don't think I have either. Possibly. Maybe I did. I'm usually offered, though. Yeah, yeah I usually don't ask because I don't want to be responsible. But that's uh-huh. part of the show here that we're going to talk yeah, about part of the questions we're going to ask yeah okay okay so not really and I'm, for myself i don't i might have i think i might have asked chris not to fly his 91 570 just because it's a 600 size helicopter with a 91 motor in it right um but even then like i couldn't push it right so it wasn't my helicopter i wasn't comfortable but um all right but let's on the flip side has have folks asked ever Alfred like to fly their helicopter? Yes. Yeah. yeah. M- many times. Many times. Yeah. Um. Well, and, and now here's and the other question I have is: have has anybody asked to fly your helicopters? Hmm. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if anybody's asked me. I've offered several people. I've offered and and I've asked. I mean, I've had people ask. Yeah, I've had both. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, with that comes with this question. The etiquette for who's responsible if that helicopter mm-hmm. goes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a question I had that I for you guys off uh-huh. the air and we were talking about it and we said let's uh let's talk about it on the air. Because I don't know, I like in my nature, I feel I'm responsible if I'm flying it, whether I asked or whether I was offered, you know. Okay. Yeah, I have a, I have a, well, but I've heard, I have a, a, I've heard, an opinion. I've heard other opinions this. where if somebody asks you if they can fly your helicopter or uh-huh. if you offer for someone to fly your helicopter, that's two different things. Yeah. Right. So the the way I look at it is if you ask, you're asking. So you're responsible. But there's a caveat, which is a bullet point down here, which we'll talk about. Um, if they ask you to fly, I feel they're, they're responsible. But with this caveat. Now, if I make a mistake flying someone else's helicopter and I ask to fly it, it's my full 100% is my... Um, cost i need to fix that helicopter or at least send them parts if they ask me and i dump them i would say i still feel responsible right? yeah you pushed it enough to dumb thumb it right so you're still kind of responsible maybe maybe you strike a deal like hey you know i'll buy you blaze and some parts but you know or whatever right but whatever that what it is but i would say you have to pay for something or you have to pay for it what if they ask you to fly and something goes wrong with the helicopter. That's not your cause. 
Like you didn't mm-hmm. dumb thumb it, you didn't whatever, but servo failed or I mean, I can use an example. Um, I asked Neil to take a flight with my black nitro and the receiver cut out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it I I don't know if it was a receiver. I think I think the um I used to use a loop plug, like a I don't know what it's called, but a shunt. basic a shunt for my, my RS pack. So I think that might have came out in midair. And I didn't have telemetry for those folks, try, you know, figuring out why we keep on talking about the telemetry and the buffer <laughs> packs. I didn't set up telemetry for the buffer pack. So he was flying the helicopter doing big loops while on buffer pack power. No alarms, no telemetry, then no. And then the, the helicopter just shut off. Like the fly bars unit just shut off and the, the helicopter wigged down in the air and fell that, to the ground. That buffer pack was like, I've done all I can do. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's tapping out. He can't. He got no more in him. Um, <laughs> so on that case, like I asked him to fly, and it was an equipment failure in my eyes. Why would I even take anything if he offered? Yeah, it's not his yeah. fault, right? It's it, not his fault, one hundred percent. It's it's an equipment failure, or it's just you know, it's just I asked fly, and some dumb shit happened. It happened, but it wasn't a dumb thumb. He didn't yeah. mess up because he messed up. It didn't crash because he messed up. So, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, in that last case, definitely, I I think he can you know walk away and not feel responsible because uh-huh. you asked him to fly it and it was you know a uh, equipment failure. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh The dumb thumb, I don't know. I you know I think I would hope in the hobby, you know, there's guys we could you know can work stuff out. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Andy? Okay, I think. It doesn't matter who asked who or who offered. If you dumb thumb it, you're responsible for okay. at least paying for the parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, not fixing it necessarily, but you should buy the parts. Because, and I wouldn't offer someone to fly my heli that I didn't kind of know or trust enough to either one, not do something really stupid with it, or two, pay for the parts if they dump them it in. Now, if it's an equipment issue, then it's 100% on the owner of the heli, in sure. my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can get, it can be a gray area as to, okay, so what caused a crash? Absolutely. You know, if somebody's down on the ground doing hard 3D and it goes in, was it their fault or did something cause it? So that can be a problem. Yeah. But um, if somebody asks me to fly their stuff, for one, I'm not going to be doing stupid, crazy stuff with it. Uh-huh. Unless, you know, if it's, I mean, and this is different if it's somebody you're really close with or, you right. know, whatever. Um, or if it's somebody you barely know. or Or maybe you're helping someone out. If you're helping somebody uh-huh. set up a heli or something, and yeah, they want you to fly it and check it. Then I would look it over the best I can, but I would have you know have the discussion beforehand. Okay, we're going to maiden this. You built it. If something flies apart and it goes in, it's on you, right? You know, if they agree to that, uh-huh. then we're good to go. And if they don't, it's like, well, I'm you know I'm not going to. I'm take not flying that it. Right. Yeah. Hand them no, I don't know yeah. how good of a builder you are and all right. that kind of stuff. Right? Did you lose? Did you use Loctite? You know, like yeah. properly right, right. use Loctite. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, if 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 you offer me to fly your heli, and I you know lose orientation or whatever, I'm going to feel responsible, and I'm going to at the least pay for the parts. You know, if it's somebody local or something, I'm going to fix it for them and bring it back to them in better shape than it was. Uh-huh. Okay. I have crashed a couple people's stuff. Well, not only really one I can think of. Inside and I gasser? offered whatever. Yeah, Rich's gasser. We ran it out of gas. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I was the pilot, so it's kind of on me. He said it really wasn't on me because we should have checked the tank. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, I'll pay for whatever. He wouldn't let me pay for anything because he didn't feel like it was, you know, and it really didn't have much damage anyway. Yeah. But when it was, when it ran out of gas and I was autoing it in and went hit the tree, I was like, well, I guess (laughs) that's going to cost me a pretty penny. But I think it only scratched a canopy and it broke the, like the shear pin out of the tail gear. In the front, uh-huh. it's an N7 conversion. Yep. I don't even think it hurt the blades. Yeah, I don't think so. The blades just folded back, and it went straight down through a pine tree, nose first. Okay. So, luckily, it wasn't that bad. All right. But I would 100% have bought him a canopy or bought any parts it needed, because I was piloting, even though he offered for me to fly it. Right. We were actually tuning the engine and just kind of playing with some settings and stuff. Uh-huh. So now in the plane side of things, I've seen pilots that I really respect, you know, test, uh, or made in a plane for somebody, whether they built it themselves or it's a kit. I'm not, not so much as a kit, but definitely, well, I can't say that either, but I've seen, you know, really seasoned, really good airplane pilots take something up, that uh, somebody else owned and somebody else asked them to maiden and, you know, crash it, uh, rip landing gear off, that kind of stuff. And I don't yeah. think they're responsible in any way for that, uh, you know, when when it's just a bad model or, you know, the CG's not well, right and they've checked I, it. I was going to say, a lot of times that comes back to equipment issue yeah. type of a thing. Even though it's not equipment per se, a but setup. a poor setup. Yep. Yeah. Because what, and I mean, this is, a, I would say, a, a normal person with common sense. If they're maintaining someone's plane, they're going to take it up. They're going to fly around. They're not going to be doing an inverted low speed pass a foot off the runway or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. if it crashes when you just take it up and fly a circuit and try to land it, it's probably a poor setup. Assuming this is a pilot that knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, if it's super tail heavy and it's just uncontrollable or uncontrollable uh-huh. or some other kind of CG issue or, or whatever, that's not really on them. That's the builder's fault. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. And I've, I've recently, I've seen it with, uh, you know, one of those models that are really difficult, like really difficult in real life that have killed a lot of pilots or, you know, like the, what was it? The, the CB. That that short, like plane that's short GB? and stubby. GB, GB, yeah. Oh, GB, like yeah, yeah. BG, uh, no, GB. It looks like it looks like an engine. 
that you strap some little short stubby wings on. Yeah. yeah. It's like red That's and white usually, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> red and white. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that plane go in uh, actually with a few different pilots. Uh, very good pilots that are actually flying in the same kind of scenario for people that have either built that or it's their, you know, because they can get them cheap. Like the newer guys can get those things really cheap because nobody wants them. And there's a reason why. Right. Because they don't yeah. fly for shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Difficult. You got to fly a million and, and, mile per hour, right? Yeah. And that's a tough one. I mean, you need to have that discussion before it goes up. You know, yeah. what happens if. Yeah. You know, something's not glued right or the CG's really bad. I would think most seasoned pilots would kind of at least finger check the CG uh-huh. before they take it up just to see if it's anywhere in the neighborhood, you know, right. so it can come back down. Right. Yeah. Like you say, some of the really difficult models, some of the warbirds and stuff like that can be, you know, they can be a handful. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Even for a seasoned pilot. Yeah. Right. Especially if it's set up poorly. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of to add to that, like, if you know, if an airplane is set up that poorly where CG is bad, like my first planes when I was 12 years old, um, you know, that plane was going to crash regardless. Right. <laughs> no matter if you flew yes. it or I flew it, yeah. it's going to crash. So, right. you know, you right. got to consider that a bit when you, you know, got to own up for it, right? You got to consider that if you're asking someone if made in your airplane and it's a setup issue, like, you would have probably crashed just as much or harder, you know? So, yeah. Right. True. Take it for and what you, it's worth. Mm-hmm. You got to use your judgment. You know, if somebody asks you to maiden their plane, you got to kind of look at it. You got to talk to them. If if they don't seem to know what they're doing or talking about, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe don't <laughs> don't fly their stuff. Right. Or have you know very clear um, discussion beforehand about what happens if it goes in. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because, you know, if you don't make these expectations known, you know, like, you might have it's to... Gonna call, yeah, yeah, it's going to cause hard feelings. It's going to cause hard feelings, some rift in, you know, in the club or for, between friends and stuff, and nobody wants that, so... Right, especially yeah. if you're out, you know, and everybody's having a great time for the day, and your buddy runs up and says, hey, let me fly your helicopter, you know, take a second and say, you know... That's a little tough, too, you know, to say, hey, you know, if it goes in, it's on you, you know, right. or whatever, or, or if it's a mechanical issue, it's on me. But it also it. depends on who asks, right? Like, if you or Mike or Andy, whatever, dude, fly the Goblin, you crash it, I don't care. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, not if you, you know, obviously don't crash it on purpose, right? But, like, you know, even yeah, if you were I, to have a dumb thumb or lose orientation, right. I, I wouldn't well, be like, and I was, damn it, you yeah, got to pay I, for this, you know? Yeah, you I was know. just going to say, it, it depends on somewhat on the situation and right. who's doing mm-hmm. it. If it's a close friend, yeah, you know, if, if they borrow, I mean, you got into this, Steve, if somebody borrows, if you offer your model to go do a balloon pop and it mm-hmm. hits the ground, I mean, yeah. you, it's, you know, yeah. Fine. What am I going to be like? Hey dad, you have to buy me another goblin. Yeah. No. I mean, that yeah. would be a dick move. No, so, that'd I mean, be an it, asshole. Right. If no. you're having fun or doing something or it's like, yeah. you know, and I wanted, Steve, you right. use I this model. I wanted to see that Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like if I offered you or Kevin, I was like, you know, we're doing an auto rotation contest. Here, just use this one. You know, if you smash the skids, I mean, you know, so what? I I said you could use it for that purpose. Right. Yes. 
So I feel like that's kind of an exception. Do to not my tell me that, by the way, because I will be trying my inverted autos. <laughs> on everyone else's helicopter. <laughs> on Andy's helicopter. It does great hey, autos. If, I, if I tell you it's okay to do that and you crash it, that's on me. Right. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't expect you to pay. <laughs> but uh, God, would I make you feel guilty for yes. two, <laughs> three years at least. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. I owed Mike $10. And you see what I got <laughs> You see what happened with that, didn't you? Yeah. I still can't believe his daughters and his son and everyone called in. That's Whole so crazy. Family. That was great. And, and his dad even did, but called the wrong number. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, awesome. Anyways. Well now what uh, if this is what if this is a uh your buddy's like uh son that is okay at flying but not that great at flying and he's asking you to fly and you know you know his son probably doesn't is doesn't have a job and can't pay for it uh what buddy if it's box. what if it's that what, buddy, buddy box? box okay yeah that's fine. a good idea really now that i just thought of that actually anybody that wants to fly your stuff that's you would consider iffy uh-huh. put it on the buddy box okay yeah but you know so when when people offer I don't know. I think before when people were offering like, hey, you know, you want to fly my helicopters more like because they want to see their helicopters do the things that I do with my helicopters, right? That they might not do. They might just sport fly. So like, I don't know if, you know, if I'm like pure flipping and TikToking like crazy and, you know, and for some reason I push it out too far and I lose it, like it's yours. <laughs> you know, like. No, I'm I'm not talking yeah. about that. I'm talking okay. to, to to Kevin's scenario, you know, Somebody wants to fly it that's maybe not as good as you. Yeah, okay. You know, to see how the hell he feels yeah, or see how it flies. Right. Mm-hmm. If they're, if you're offering someone better than you to fly it, then yeah, Buddy Box isn't going to do you any good. Right. I'm more talking about if someone, if you want to let somebody maybe new to the hobby or maybe that doesn't have that oh. model and they're not as good as you or something like that, I'm saying that's where you can stick the Buddy Box on. Because I remember taking my old four channel to a company meeting years ago, uh, a company meeting. It was a company picnic we had, and I flew it in the ball field. And everybody's like, oh, that's cool. And I had another battery, and I had some kid come up to me and say, hey, let me fly that. And I didn't even know who the kid was. Or, and I had my wife was like, why didn't you let him fly it? You're so mean. And I'm like, he would have freaking lost it. Like, I can barely fly the freaking thing. I don't know who yeah. this kid is. You right, know? right. But just uh, just something like that, like see, that would be a good instance if you had a hill and you had buddy if box. you had a buddy box, yeah. you know, put it up in a hover and say, okay, so you know, try to hover this. Yeah, absolutely. And then after two seconds, when it's you know, the ground and you knife edge, <laughs> then you take it back. Yeah. Yep. Say, see, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? Yeah. Now, now shut get, up and go sit down. Go get me a coke. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> No, don't be don't be a dick. I'm just being funny. Yeah. But you might spark an interest in that kid. And he'd right. Be, true. You know, yep. The next right. Whatever. Or Steve what Young. Kevin? What actually happened is Kevin was like, "No, you can't fly my helicopter. What are you out of your mind?" And kid's like, "Okay, fine, dirty old planker." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was, like, it was fine. A, I'll go. I'll go yeah. back to my Xbox. It was a yeah, four-channel. Exactly. Helicopter, but I just I don't know. 
just was like, I mean, I don't even know who this kid is. If I could have buddy boxed, definitely I would have yeah. right, done that. Right. I think part of it too, it's like if you did let him fly, he could have hit himself or hit someone else with it yeah. by mistake. Yeah, you that would. could be dangerous. It would have been dangerous though. He could have hit you with it, and you'd have had to beat the shit out of him, and then the parents yeah. would be mad at you. It's been a whole thing. And I'd yeah, still yeah. be waiting for my Coke. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Okay. And I might have um, never got in the hobby. I might have been like, forget <laughs> yeah, it. True. I'll go back to my Xbox. Yeah, this is too dangerous. <laughs> um. All right, let's see. So we, we kind of talk about helicopters. What about other things that we... Or folks can possibly ask to borrow, or you can offer to you know for them to use. Um, let's let's look at some like maybe a generator and a charger. So I feel chargers especially that's kind of a you know a shareable yeah. item almost, right? Yes, I agree. But you kind of got to know if they're a dumbass or not, also, or they'll melt your charge leads or screw something up. Yeah. Which I did have an F. This has stopped me from like stepping back and watching people use my charger. I had a guy that actually sparked a positive to a negative on my charging mm-hmm. case one time. I was like, okay, that's it. No more of that. Damn, man. One offense and you won't let me use your charger anymore. So, gosh. yeah. So, if anybody but other than Steve wants to use my charger. <laughs> No, I, now I'm like, I mean, it doesn't come up that often, but I, I guess it could, you know, being at different clubs and whatnot. Uh-huh. But definitely, yeah, if, if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, can you charge this? And if I have the leads, you know, absolutely. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, absolutely. I or mean, if it's somebody that knows, that you know is competent enough to not screw up your stuff, then yeah, have at it. Go ahead. Right. Like, and I, I don't know if this is selfish, but. Um, or if it's a definition of selfish, but if I have something I'm going to charge, I'm going to charge my shit first, like before I charge. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. No, I agree. If it's your charger generator, if I'm not using the full output of that generator plug, yeah, plug whatever you want into it. Because plugging your extension cord in is probably not going to damage my generator. Yeah. Uh Actually, I know it's not because even if they over, if yeah, they pull too much that. current, it's just going to trip the breakers. It's not right. going to hurt anything. Yep. Now, if this is your first show you're listening to, the Freefall RC podcast, you might think, wow, this Kevin guy is a dick because I've had problems. You're right. <laughs> I've had problems with the generator, too. Like, there was a club member who, and I'm you're, I'm the same way you are, Andy. If I'm not using, like, and I'm never using the full potential, you know, plug, no, plug in. No. I got an extra right. outlet or whatever, you know, yeah. or whatnot. But plug, what happened here? Plug hmm? in. I want to hear this. What I had happened? told the a guy, this is years ago. I had told the guy, uh, I'm leaving soon. Uh, you know, whatever. I'm leaving within within an hour. Uh-huh. And, you know, two hours later, I'm still waiting for him to finish charging. And, you know, I don't want to be a dick and be like, well, I'm packing up my shit and going, you know, you got to stop. But it's like, that's the etiquette, the whole thing, like thing that we're talking about here is, you know. The etiquette should be, if a guy's telling you he's only got an hour left, you know, don't yeah. use his generator for two hours. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. five, more, one minutes, more, five more minutes. Five more minutes. Yeah, just or one so. more yeah, pack. No, the etiquette goes both ways. If you're borrowing someone's stuff, don't be a dick. If they're right. ready to leave, unplug your stuff and let them go. Right. Like Mike D has basically threatened me 
with bodily harm because I always ask him, hey, is it okay if I plug into your generator? And it's just yeah. like a reflex or the way I was brought up. It's you just know, a like, formality that we, yeah. Yeah, we were brought up that way to ask. Right. And he's like, dude, if I hear you one more time, uh-huh. and the same with his tools. like <laughs> Yeah, he's like, just go in there and get Just go in it, there okay? and get whatever you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Stop talking to me. That's why. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the yeah. way he is. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm... I don't know. I'm a little bit less than that. I mean, I don't bring a lot of tools, but definitely if I have the generator or whatever, my charger, you know? Yeah, I don't mind. I'll supervise my own charger for sure now after the couple of, well, the incident I had. No one won't be able to use my charger because they can't figure out how to damn use it. (laughs) Trying to charge a battery, it stops charging every time for some reason. (laughs) No, but. um, mm -hmm. Generator. You know, I start the generator and it's just going to be sitting there running. So if I'm not using all of it, which, like you said, I'm never going to be using all of it, yeah, then I don't have a problem with that. Have at it. That that pint of gas you're going to burn, I don't care. Right, right. Um, cool. What about? Actually, this kind of happened. This kind of this someone. How would I put this in words? So. I hear this happening. Like I hear people asking this happening more than I've heard people accept it. But what about batteries? When people crash their helicopter, they're like, damn, I got four charged batteries for this. Anybody want to run these batteries down for me? Um, what do you think about that? Wow. Asking to borrow batteries or somebody offering Someone's to fly offering, the batteries? Someone's offering for you to fly the batteries so that way you can bring them down to storage charge or something so they don't have to discharge them on the charger i mean that seems okay assuming yeah. assuming they fit your model and mm-hmm. if they're on a tray you'd have to I right mean, are they going to cg or what I'm, I'm not sure i mean let's just but let's just say yes you can get them to be on your train like a lot of people they don't shrink wrap or permanently right. mount battery sometimes they just Take a 5006S and trade it between their 12S models and their mm-hmm. 500 mm-hmm. or 550 size models. So, in those instances, okay. yeah. Or say it's like the Oxy 5 is like one of those models everybody has or whatever. Right, right. Let's it's say so, that. Hmm? Then we'll that's, let's a, say that's not an issue, right? The, the fitment and balance is not an issue. It's just the sole purpose of you're borrowing someone's battery that they're asking you to discharge for them. And what if something happens? If you crash and taco it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, That's a, a tough, tough one. one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you would have tacoed your pack anyway, so I guess you owe them a pack, maybe. But right? if their pack's old and shitty, mm. then uh, I don't know. That makes it even harder to, like, uh, $175 for a new 6S5000. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they got an yeah. old Gen Zace or Glacier with a thousand tick marks on the side of it, and you Turn just bought G a... Blue Special. Yeah, and you just bought a... <laughs> You know, a brand new pulse battery. Definitely not turning yeah. that over to them. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I probably wouldn't fly that. I'd probably just hover it and burn off half the pack or whatever. Air fly, fly, but make sure you don't crash. You yeah. know, do, do what you know how hard. to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Don't 50%. take risks. Right. That okay. I, haven't, I have heard of that happening, but I haven't actually witnessed I've never. that. Yeah, I've never heard of that. 
Uh, let's see. Tools and supplies. I'm not sure what the supplies are. Oh, I guess maybe like shrink wrapping or I don't know. Things. I don't know. What are tools and supplies? Well, tools we kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Tool, yeah, tools. It all goes back to yeah. tools. Now that's different for me. Like I think if I lend that guy my tool, like if I say, I don't know if Andy, you're gonna have a different point of view, but I, this happened recently where somebody was looking for scissors to cut uh, a CA bottle open, and I said, "Oh, I got scissors on my little pocket knife thing here." And when I got them back, they were like caked in CA. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I should have never let, let that guy my. Yeah. I didn't make <laughs> him buy me a new pocket knife thing, new Leatherman or anything. It just. Yeah. I thought, okay, next time I probably won't offer it up that fast. Yeah. Right. Right. Goes back to who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Are they dumbass? Yeah. Do they know what they're doing? I've had been helping people and using my Scorpion drivers. And inevitably, they always grab the ball in driver to break something loose. I'm like, no, no, don't yeah. use that one. Yeah. You're going to break it. You're going to break it or strip break the bolts, it. right? Mm-hmm. Or both. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you you know, it depends on their level of experience. You know, if they're, if they're competent with tools. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not, like, let's just say even if it wasn't a ball or whatever, but like 1.5 millimeters, usually... I don't really care what brand. Like, there's there's like a life expectancy. With yeah, 1. you can 5, break them. Yeah. Right? So, like, someone asked to borrow your 1.5 to, you know, maybe work under Oxy 3, and they put, like, you know, red lock type because they don't know any better, and they try to take a 1.5 bolt off, and they say they they've route. They pair of channel locks, and they got that on the yeah. handle. And well, no, not even that. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, hopefully you see that. Be like, yo, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> but, you know, let's say they're – they don't like break it, but they round it off a little, right? Like yeah, now yeah. it's not going to be as tight on your bolts that, you know, well, depending if you got a good tool, it's not going to round off. It's going to break. Yeah. Cause if, if your tool rounds off, you had a shitty tool. It's too soft, right? Yep. Yeah. I think if you're lending the tool out it shouldn't be on the guy, um, I mean, unless he's a complete butthead. Well, it, de- but, like, well, it depends. Was he using that tool for what it's intended for and right. it broke in a, under normal usage? Or was he you know, trying to pry something apart and broke it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. In that case, the etiquette should be, you know, if you're not using the tool for what it's intended for and you break it, you should right. probably uh, offer up, hey, man. I mean, you know, you, you kind of know what I'm t- saying. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, yeah. you, you hand a guy a precision screwdriver. You know, for us yeah. tiny screws, and he's over there prying a pinion off of a big motor or something. Yeah, he's stupid pounding, like that. pounding a, something out with a hammer on yeah, the other end. Using it as a, as a chisel to drive yeah. something apart. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You got to know who you're dealing with. Yep. And if you don't know who you're dealing with, maybe just help them. Say, what, what are you yeah. doing? Let, let, me, let me help you. In my case, I just say, you don't know who you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you're talking to? <laughs> All right. But uh, I feel like that's a wait before you get off yeah. this. I feel like it's a safe bet to just help someone do something. Yeah. You know, if they're trying to get something right. apart or do something and maybe you don't feel like they're have a lot of experience or really know what they're doing, you know, take ten minutes and help them out. Say, Okay, well let me help you. I've got the tools, but let me show you the correct way to do this. Yeah. 
I think that's a good way to do it other than just being, no, I don't have anything. Get lost. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Um, Talk about some Loctite CA epoxy. Well, let's talk about I'm Loctite, not, Kevin. I know that you should <laughs> never loan your Loctite to Kevin. Yes, let's talk about Loctite. That happened so, one time. Some blue Permatex brand Loctite. I didn't know <laughs> that the hole in the tip was microscopic. I did not know that. I did not know that was possible. It was a precision bottle of blue Loctite. <laughs> Yeah, cut it off. It looked like a caulking tube. And what I did yeah, is angle cut. exactly. I did have <laughs> yeah. an angle cut on it. Yep, exactly. Uh, yes, I borrowed somebody's <laughs> Loctite and I cut the tip off of it. Didn't realize he had a pinhole in there and used a monocle, uh, like he was a diamond merchant, to actually put the Loctite on his threads. And um, then he got all pissed off at me when I cut the tip off and he squeezed Loctite all over his pants. The poor guy. <laughs> but at that point, when he started pitching a fit, I was like, all right, there's a, there's a couple of ways you can handle this. I can keep quiet. I can bust his chops, or I can buy, like, f- 400 tubes of Loctite and, like, dump them <laughs> on him. Which I just, I don't know. I just really didn't say anything to him. Just was like, uh, really? It's a, what is it, a $3 thing of Loctite? But he had that Loctite for three years <laughs> because he would only use a little uh, bit. Well, it was expired anyway. Yeah, right? That's bottle. true. Yep. That's probably why my helicopter fell apart. Yeah. Using that expired Loctite. But I don't know. In, in, in all honesty, I consider that kind of stuff like expendable stuff. Like Yes. That's yeah. just what I was going to say. If it's a small yeah. bottle of CA or some epoxy or something, just use it, whatever. Yeah. yeah. If you make a big mess out of it and screw it all up, I'm just, I'll just throw it away and get another one. You know, right. I'm not going to fight over a $5 bottle of CA. No. Or Loctite. Yeah, and I think this is one of those little tubes of Loctite. Probably like three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Loctite for life. Loctite for life. All right. <laughs> yep. What else do we have here? Can we think of any anything else? No, just, I, I, I don't know. We probably can, but I was going to say, you know, it's just etiquette, you know, be a good dude. You know, if you did something wrong, you know, yeah, and, be honest, and smash right. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you broke a guy's screwdriver yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. Don't be a dick. If you crash somebody's stuff, don't start screaming. It's a lockout, lockout, brownout. <laughs> if that didn't really happen, then. Just own up and do it. Yeah. Or I think I've broken one of Rob's um, 1.5 before. You know, I had a fun fly. I'm like, let me borrow 1.5. Yeah. And I'm like, here's, like the next week, here's one. There you go. It's a brand new one. Like, I don't care. I'll pay for it. I'll buy one. You know, if it broke under my use, why not? And I guess I would also add to this, even if somebody offers you to fly their stuff, and maybe it's a something more expensive than you really can afford to repair, seven hundred or something. Uh, maybe don't fly it. You know, yeah. Don't or put maybe yourself in it. Yeah, yeah. Say I'm not comfortable with that. You got a buddy box or something. Don't put yourself in a position to be have to 
pay for something you can't afford. Yeah, and then like advice. you know, and then what happens then, right? Like you can't afford it, you you know, you man up to it or you kind of disappear and right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Then that's kind of worse, a, right? That's kind of a dick way to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, dude, uh in all honesty, I can remember going up to Rochester one year and Chris Robert was flying around his scale heli. He knew I liked the scale helis and stuff. We had talked uh-huh. about it for a while. And I think it was his his 600, the one he had the uh, Synergy. The E5 Super Stretch it, I think. Yeah. Or and he was like, stretch, Kevin, yeah. come over here, fly this. And I, and I was, like, not ready to fly something like that. I was having orientation problems, and I was like, no, dude, I'm good. Thank you very much. But, you know, I just... Right, I, I could afford it if I crashed it, obviously, but I just knew I wasn't ready to yeah, fly but something it, like it, that. Yeah, just don't put yourself in a bad position. Yeah, like a back of a Volkswagen. Yep. Yes. Oh no, sorry, that's an uncomfortable position. Sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, I don't understand uh, that one. Yeah, it's from back a movie. to the mall rats. Yeah. All right, let's move it on then, huh? Yep. Moving oh. it on. Okay, do we have a planker segment? I don't think we do, do we? Oh my gosh. I think we do. Do we? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We do. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike? I said sorry, Mike. Oh. Kevin doesn't want to look at your text messages anymore. I think he blocked you or something. I don't know. Might have. Yeah. Planker, planker, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a hurry. It's six o'clock. Deadline's eight o'clock. Um, so I gotta cram in as much as I can in a short amount of time. So I, I wanted to play um, clips from our Christmas show, uh, but I'm gonna have to do it quickly. So here you go. All right, that's not going to work. Okay. Um, shit. I don't have time for this. Let's try it. we got another cut. Let's try this other cut. I heard hey now. <laughs> oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, this isn't going to work. All right. Um, you guys want to listen to me do the dishes or something? Um, I could. I got to refill some panic. We could do that together. Um, uh, I got some earwax I got to deal with. Uh, you know what? This was a gigantic mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. 
Uh, see you guys later. All right, let's switch this off. Oh, God, thank God. Oh, my God. What a pain <laughs> in my ass. All right. Let's um, let's do the voice. What do you want to do now? You want to do the voiceovers for the porn? <laughs> or do we get the... Uh, we didn't get the commercial? All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This free fall thing is just... Uh, it's... I don't know. Oh, shit. It's still on. Damn it. <laughs> the Lump of Reindeer Shit. The 2019 Planker Christmas episode. Everybody and welcome, welcome to the Planker Christmas episode. We've got uh, our uh, Christmas decorations up. We are in the festive mood, and you know what we've got? I tell you what we've got. We encouraged uh, some listeners and some fans to send us our their um, letters to Santa. So I want to start out the Christmas episode by reading some of these letters from Santa. Letters to Santa. Sorry. Ah, boy. I remember this. Uh-huh. All right. First one. Dear Santa, I want pink booby tassels, a full-length mirror, and a one-year coupon for complete body wax. Hmm. Signed, A. Ross. Don't know what that is or who that is. Let's see. Uh, Got dear a lot Santa. Of Please give my dad a Kraken. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> For Christmas, before the three of us choke him out and lock him in the attic. Aww. Fiona, Megan, and Joey DeGenero. Little bastards. <laughs> okay. Dear Santa, since I'm a big boy now, please send me two things. A case of Jurgens hand cream... And make the hair on my wee-wee grow. <laughs> and this is from W. Anthony. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> oh, wow. W. William, William, William Anthony, I think that is. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Santa, for Christmas this year, please kill me. Mike D's I- IX-12. Wow. Hmm. All right, one more we'll do. Hey, Santa... This one's hard to read. Hey, Santa Claus. Dude. I think it's Santa Claus Dude. Hey, Santa Claus Dude. What's the deal with presents to me? I gotten stuff last time. Not as good. Signed, Kevin Flynn. I don't know what that is. Kevin Flynn. All right, well... Uh, we got a few others. We'll be back after this. That's me after drinking. Santa find out Too much. who's not your <laughs> nice. Santa That's me singing after I smoke too much. <laughs> I remember last year, <laughs> Steve, you said that was creepy. 
It is creepy. Yeah. Hey everyone, Mike D's IX12 here. It is the dumb human holiday season again and that means it's time to buy a bunch of useless shit that no one wants. Instead of pissing away your hard-earned cash on screwy video games, G.I. Joes and Barbie dolls for your stinky rug rats, why don't you try and get your little tax deductions into the RC hobby? As an RC transmitter I can tell you that I along with my brothers and sisters would rather have children handle my switches than greasy and sometimes drunken adults any day. So, get your brats into the hobby this Christmas. Hey everyone, here we are, we're at Santa's workshop, or at least we're at the front door. Uh, let me get this. One heck of an entrance, let me tell you. Wow. Alright, so I have an appointment with um, the assistant to the vice chairman uh, secretary of manufacturing, Elf. Wow, that's one thing. This guy, Quinto. Uh, I think this is him coming over here. Is this him? Quinto, how you doing, buddy? It's Pinto, you jackass. <laughs> Quinto. Okay, Quinto. Let's get this over. Okay, Pinto. <laughs> um, I hope we're going to get a look at uh, Santa's uh, RC department. Maybe even the heli department? First, first, Santa is our delivery boy. This is an elf factory, not Santa's workshop. That fat SOB thinks his shit doesn't stink, but those goddamn reindeer, every time he rolls in here, there's shit all over the place stinking up the joint. <laughs> RC, what are you, 10? <laughs> it's a hobby. Okay, <laughs> How about the sextile department? Maybe, maybe another time. I have a Won't show to do, and time. your boss promised we would see the RC, you know, the RC part of the factory, perhaps even the RC helicopter part of the factory. All right. Okay, I'll get you a mydol and show you around. How's that? That's great. Hmm. All right, let's take our uh, Santa's uh, workshop tram. Wait, Pinto, yeah, this uh, looks like a laundry cart. Hop in, it's great. Right here. Are you sure? Uh, I'll do with the dirty rags in a few seconds. Wait, 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 wait. Hold it, wait. Hey! <laughs> that stupid shithead won't be back for days. Hey! TT! Yeah, hey! Let's go get, uh, it's lunchtime. Why don't we go get, uh... Hot chocolate martini. <laughs> Hello. And thank you for calling the Free Fall RC podcast. Since the guys don't give a shit about their listeners, they gave the job of answering the phone to me. This is Mike D's IX12 here. Those jerk-offs will get what's coming to them soon enough. Meanwhile, you can leave your pathetic human message at the beep. <laughs> Hello, Steve. This is Evan from Heli Hover Adventures in Green Park, uh, Delaware. Uh, we did receive your reservation uh, for a heated pilot station with a heated Lazy Boy. Also, your 12 gallons of heli fuel will be ready when you arrive. Please remember our recommendation about no dose. Bring lots. <laughs>
to let you know I did receive your letters, and you boys will be happy to know I'll bring you all the things you asked for. Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, boys, this is Vaco, Santa's administrative assistant. Oh, uh, you may have received a call from the fat man. I'm sorry to tell you, we have to make adjustments. So, let me go down my little list here. Andy, sorry, can't find uh, a village people play set. That's what you want. It's kind of weird. How about a Barbie instead? Kevin, your list is no problem. We have everything you asked for, and just, just don't tell the other guys. Steve, nice. Santa's not bringing you sex, to sex toys. We don't do that. And we heard about what happened with last year's uh, gerbil. <laughs> so I had to update your file. I think Santa this year is going to bring you some self-help books. Hey, Andy and Steven, Kevin, it's Mike D. the Planker. Um, Merry Christmas, guys. I enjoy working with you, and I hope everything, um, I hope your holidays and your new year is wonderful. Thanks for everything, guys. And that's it. All right. <laughs> that was pre-COVID <sighs> planker wishing us a happy new year. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move it on to news and announcements. Okay. Let's do some news and announcements. All right. What do we have? I was looking on the Urcha website because a couple people have asked me if the dates for the 2021 Jamboree were like what they were going to be. And I wasn't sure, but I found them August 4th through the August 8th. I'm not sure why I said the August, but <laughs> right. August the 4th through the 8th, 2021. Only, it's only four days. Is that usually what it is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. What officially, yeah. officially, it's like what, five Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, or is it Thursday through Sunday? I think it's Thursday to Sunday. Officially, but everybody shows up like on Tuesday. So us normal human beings say Wednesday through Sunday. Yeah, oh. instead of counting backwards and skipping around. Well, you know, I have to use my fingers to count. Uh. I wasn't sure how many days it was, you know. I was okay. I wasn't okay. sure where to start to get to four days. You know how to I'm get to stupid. Urchin, what can right? I tell you? <laughs> all right. What was that, Kevin? You know how to get to Urcha, though, right? Yes. Okay, that's all that matters. I follow Google. Uh huh. Tells me how to get there. Yep. But anyway, all that to say, I was looking on there. And they have released a expense statement for the 2020 Jamboree. And I think this is pretty neat. They had, uh, had spoken about with the new, some of the board had been changed around a little bit. 
they were going to try to get stuff back on track, get back some transparency into the organization itself. I feel like this is probably a step in the right direction. Yeah. Okay. I I do have a question. They they state nearly 200 registered pilots. Like, they don't have a pilot count. Because they do have... Extra registration was $14,475 they made, right, from just the registration? Yes. Uh, how much was the registration? I don't know. Well, it cha- it's different. It changes depending yeah. on whether... I heard it was 180-something. Does that sound right? Steve, it's the same reason know. why, in the opposite direction, it's the same reason why stuff is nineteen ninety nine and not twenty dollars. I think nearly two hundred sounds better than one hundred and eighty seven or whatever the hell it was. Right. Yeah, but even at one hundred eighty bucks, one hundred eighty seven would be thirty two grand. I'm just curious where they got that number. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, I have like, no idea. Now, if it's 180 bucks and it was like 100 people, yeah, 100 people, that's like, okay, 18,000 minus the membership fee and all that stuff. But 180, I think, was around the number I heard too. So I'm curious how they get 14 grand out of potentially, I guess, 32 grand. Hmm. If they're being transparent, we should know the exact number of pilots. And Where are you getting 32 grand? I don't know. I just did like 180 times 180 or whatever it was. Why would it be times one eighty? It's only like a hundred a hundred dollars for registration or a hundred and twenty at the most, right? Yeah, one twenty five or a hundred, I think, right? I think oh, it's a okay. hundred if you I think you said that it was hundred and eighty dollars for the registration. That's why I did No, I said I thought it was hundred and eighty people. Okay. But even one hundred and twenty, one eighty it's I guess twenty one. But then if there's a membership that includes in it, maybe they're not counting that, so okay. I don't know. It could be possible. Don't know. Listen, so Robert Monty has his hand in the, in the till. So It's <laughs> probably let, what it is. Let him and do it. Fist in the air like, hey, you know, Di- I thought we were friends. Diablo parts are expensive. They just sure say. are. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he does a podcast with Shaggy, so you know, give him a break. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's gone through enough. <laughs> he needs a break. Plus, he fights with Taba, which is really, really expensive too. Yeah, Contronic. Mm, I ain't kind of trying to. Monty, I'll expect that check around my house <laughs> any, any day now. Thank you. Well, that's cool though. I do like that they're transparent. They're you know they go into what room and board is for the extra folks. Yeah, I mean it's it's worth going and reading this just okay. to see. You know, I think they're trying to kind of get the Urcha organization itself kind of back on track and yeah, kind of start doing more for the for the hobby and for heli pilots and you know so i i, I see it as a good thing yeah me too go okay. check it out urcha.org and it's under the events tab and then you if you um highlight the 2020 then you can um click uh jamboree expense statement it's worth having yeah. a look at okay Check it out. Awesome. Check it out. It talks about some event, like some little contests and stuff they've done and stuff. So it's pretty neat. I can't wait until next year. Yeah, make plans for the 2021 for sure. August 4th through the August 8th. (laughs) (laughs) The August 8th. Yeah. 
Uh, I said that mistakenly first time, and now I think I'll just make that a thing. Mm. Nice. Okay. Yep. All right. What else do we have? Well, I added the next thing. Yes. Here. Talk about this, uh, Kevin. Uh, just something that happened, what, yesterday? Yesterday, right? Yesterday when we recorded this podcast. Yes, December 7th. Yesterday as of recording the podcast. Yep. Um, Chuck Yeager passed away at the age uh-huh. of 97. Wow, 97. And I was reading a little bit about him. I mean, obviously, he did the most known uh, thing in history as being the guy who broke the sound barrier. Uh-huh. And uh, if you read his little you know, bio on Wikipedia or wherever, it's pretty amazing life this guy led. I just wanted to talk about him real quick. Um, yeah. Only because, uh, you know, uh, we probably wouldn't have aviation today if it wasn't for yeah. the research that he did or, say, you know, I was, was a part of. Yeah, uh-huh. I would say he's an aviation icon for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had no idea he was in World War II and Vietnam. I had no, uh-huh. no clue because usually it's one or the other. I didn't know that mm-hmm. he was in both. Purple Heart, um, Army Distinguished Service Medal, Silver Star, Flying Cross. I mean, this guy was uh, an amazing guy and I didn't know that he got to the rank of brigadier general. I didn't know he was a general, and yeah. started in the air force. Uh huh. Started out in the uh, army air forces, which I guess was something uh, back when he started to serve, which was 1941. Years of service, 1941 and 1975. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and through three wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very uh, very decorated officer and. Uh, Probably a great guy to uh, to hear stories from, you know. Oh, I'm sure he had tons of stories. He was born in West Virginia and died in Los Angeles, California. I don't know what the hell he was doing in California. I guess he lived there, moved out there. Yeah. Uh, I have to read more of his bio to find out, but I mean, he flew uh, P-51s. You know, very iconic uh, career that he had. Yeah, just that test pilot stuff that he did too was crazy. Yeah, which, uh, you know, I, we used to have discussions at work when we were supposed to be working and when the fire alarm company I was at all about, you know, nobody ever thought that they'd break the sound barrier, you know, that nothing can go faster than the speed of sound and, you know. Uh, one and survive. Guy, and survive, right. right. And one mm-hmm. guy thought, one guy said, used to say all the time, well, why can't they break the speed of light, you know, nothing goes faster than the speed of light and blah, blah, blah. And, well, light goes as fast as the speed of light. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's a little different, but, uh, you know, you you never know. You never know. I mean, just, it's a, it's an amazing thing to think about when you, you know, when you put it into perspective, how long people have been on the planet and within the last 200 years, we went from beating each other with clubs to, you know, the moon and just iPhones and self-driving cars and all the crazy shit. Technology. Yeah. Went from beating each other with clubs to bullying each other on the internet right <laughs> yeah so shut up bill i think i'd rather be hit with a club <laughs> some days okay i'm sure that can be arranged yeah last day of urcha <laughs> bring your club it'd be less painful than reading the internet some days uh. oh for sure dude yeah but jeff definitely um wanted to mention that um yep 
crazy fighter pilot man was through a lot of stuff and uh definitely an american hero you know uh-huh cool all right do we have anything else i don't know i do not know of anything else okay all right what's next for you in the hobby what's next for me you ask you kevin What's next for you? I am. <laughs> hmm, don't know because this weekend looks crappy again, man. Oh, does it, man? I got to get out there and fly, dude. I get some flights in. I'll definitely be on the sim Friday night. Well, I'm gonna call this week, so uh, it's all up yeah. In the air. Who knows, right? It's all up in the air. No pun intended. Mm. But next weekend, no, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> I'll probably be printing some more stuff. I'd like to get the more stuff together. On yeah, that, on that Jeep, and uh, man, my wife wanted me to bring R two D two to see my nephew this weekend. He's really not ready. I got a bunch of stuff I still have to paint. Uh, eh, we'll see how it goes. Maybe she'll forget all about it. I don't know. I can forget a full size R two in your garage, but okay. <laughs> yeah, be better if you wait till he's ready. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So I'll probably be doing some more on that. What about you guys? What's up? Man, I, I got to try to sim this week. Um, I'm definitely going to try to swim, sim during the week, but I got to try to sim on Fridays with you guys uh, and, you know, listeners and stuff. I've been MIA for probably about a month now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I want to go flying. I mean, if the weather is going to be anything like they say it's going to be, um, in my area, it should be in the mid-60s, Saturday or Sunday, um, with nice. some clouds, but... It wouldn't be too bad. So I'll probably try to shoot out one of those days, go flying, try to burn some more of that football fuel. And <laughs> um, and just fly. You know, I it's weird. I've been all nitro, nitro, nitro gassers and stuff. And I, when I flew to Black Thunder, I was like, ah, that's actually kind of fun. You know, just rocking around at 1,800 head speed. And I don't know. So I'll probably bring that out to the field again and, and fly that. Um Hopefully my parts coming for that little thing, because I, I can't really do a review if I can't fix it and actually do a full flight on it. So I'm kind of waiting for that M2 parts to come in, and hopefully that'll be by this Friday. It's saying so. Get that thing fixed and flying again, so I could fill out that review form a little bit more and kind of get more details and information in there for everyone. Uh, but that's it. Cool. All right. What about you, Andy? I want to try to fly some this week. It's been really cold the last couple of days here. I don't think it got above 35 today. Wow. So wow. it's kind of chilly to fly. It was yeah. sunny and nice, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It snowed by you this week, right? Because it snowed it, yesterday yes, it for me. it snowed up in the mountains. So okay. I, we didn't get any here. Oh, I got about, I don't know. That's a dusting, but I got snow on Monday. It was quite interesting Yeah, to wake up to that. Yeah, so I'm going to fly maybe if it warms up a little bit. Sim. Definitely try to sim. sim. I got a sim with Augie, and I'll mm-hmm. be on the sim Friday probably. Um, I'll pick someone else to make fun of this time. All right. Maybe Steve if he joins. Steve, people yeah. are going to be on there going, who's this Steve guy? <laughs> Steve who? He's <laughs> like Mr. Miata. Oh! Okay. Where have you been? Yeah. Get that Miata running? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 
All Other right. than that, I am trying to get stuff together to live stream this Oxy Five build. Yeah. All right, I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, I'm, I've got, I've got a Nikon DSLR. If I can somehow get that hooked to the computer and find my tripod, I think I'll have what I need. Maybe. So, gotta get that stuff together. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll call Bill and ask him what f-stop I need and ISO and uh, all that other bullshit. Oh, man. No. I know how to work a camera. I put it on auto and then just point it at stuff. (laughs) That's how I work it. Mm. Easy. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do more than that. Well, you definitely do more than that these days. You definitely need Bill's help. Yeah, I need Bill. Help me, Bill. You're my only hope. (laughs) Oh, boy. Help me, William Anthony. You're my only hope. Yeah, I couldn't help. I'm sitting here staring at the Facebook page that we're getting ready to go over, and it's a big, giant picture of R2 staring at me. Kevin's video. Okay. (gasps) Okay. Uh, That's it. Okay. All right, Uh, then. Do we we have any listener pipeline? We do. (gasps) Ooh. Yes. Nice. Better not be Cliff. I paid him the 40 bucks already. <laughs> <All right. laughs> hey, guys. So I'm calling because I just listened to you guys saying to call and say that to call first before getting on Discord to say that I'm going on Discord. So I'm calling, letting you know <laughs> I'm going to be on Discord. What? Because you guys told me to call and let you guys know I'm going to be on Discord. <laughs> So I'm calling to let you guys know I'm going to be on Discord tonight. So four days later, you'll get this message and play it, and then I'll be <laughs> on Discord on Friday night. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So <laughs> technically, I'm speaking from the future, but I'm in the past. How does that work? Weird. <laughs> no, Shaggy, you are always speaking from the past. <laughs> we Future found that out. 1945. Yeah, we found yeah. that out on Discord. The future's plastic. His box of crayons only has eight. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yeah, we got a few more. Okay, cool. What's up, Free Fall? Just listening to your podcast. I just got done with uh, Jamie Burkholder's episode. Awesome. Nice. Still so thrilled that uh, he had such a good time hanging out with us in Charlotte. Uh, I got a bug him more so he can come fly with us more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm actually on my way to go pick up uh, about, I don't know, about eight or nine cases of full pool fuel to go bring it full up to the CHO. So I'm hoping that I get to see you, Steve, tomorrow. I'll uh, hopefully see you then. See you guys. See ya. See ya. We Bye. did. I did see him. Scott Graham, everybody. Uh-huh. From the Hellyhead show. Yeah, man. Scott's cool. good dude. Good dude. All right. Yep. Yes, he is. Next one. Hey, this is Rick. Um, I was going to tell you all about a new podcast that y'all might want to add to the end of your uh, your podcast list called um, the RC... Uh-oh. The RC Plane Lab. Dang. Sorry, Tom and Ryan. Um, that's a uh, new mainly plane, but um, it's got um, 
Ron and Tom on it, and it's a good podcast. Give it up much. And uh, thank you for what all y'all do, too. It's great. Thankful for y'all. Okay. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. What was the name of it again? RC RC Plane Labs. Plane Labs. With Ron and Tom. All right. All right. And here's another one. We got a bunch of calls this week. Yeah, we did. Hey, free fall. Uh, I'm Stephen Hoover here. I was just curious. I figure you probably have heard about us, Evangelia, but... uh, here and just in the past couple of days, I, uh, the Philly Drone Life, it's a YouTuber, uh, Philly is spelled P-H-I-L-L-Y, and it's Drone Life. Uh, he recently hit the news, he got a pretty huge fine from the FAA for 120, like, I think 127 violations from his YouTube videos. From flying his drone, he was not a Part 107. He was claiming he was doing it recreationally, but he was live streaming videos on YouTube and making money off of the ads in them. And uh, oh man, he got fined fifteen hundred dollars per violation. Jeez. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just wondering if you had heard about it. Oh, I know it's drones. It's not helicopters or airplanes, but. Uh, yeah, I just thought it's something we ought, that the word ought to get out to people that, hey, be careful what you do with YouTube videos because it could come back to bite you if you're not careful. So this guy can he probably get his fines reduced quite a bit, I'm guessing, but uh, it's in my opinion, it's probably mostly the FAA said, hey, here's a sucker, let's make an example out of him and... Hopefully, other, other people all wake up and say, hey, we better not do so so much reckless stuff. So, anyway, I'll look forward to hearing back from you when you get back from your vacation eventually. So, have a good time and be safe. Bye. Oh, wow. I did not hear about this, but yeah, he was fined 182000 No, I didn't hear about it either. Yeah. Thank you for calling us and letting us know. And this is something I spoke about maybe, geez, a year year ago. Why aren't they making mm-hmm. an example out of these guys? Right. And why don't we ever hear about it? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they finally have. Yeah. Especially if they're, you know, monetizing, making money on YouTube, then it is. <laughs> well, that's right? it, right? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole reason. They, they don't give a shit about safety or anything about parks no no they don't care about that you're making yeah, money about- and we aren't yeah there's a problem yeah uh thanks for calling and letting us know what was going on there yeah thanks yeah thanks Stephen. uh here's the next one hey guys it's scott graham i was just listening to your end of the year slash thanksgiving episode um yeah you guys are asking what we were thankful for and i think i feel pretty much the same way as you guys are. I mean, I'm incredibly thankful for such a rewarding hobby, a hobby where everyone, everyone's so close and tight-knit and cares for each other and everyone knows each other. It's something that you really don't find in other hobbies. I mean, I ventured around to a bunch of different types of hobbies, be it shooting, cars, you know, BMX, mountain biking, road biking, all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I ended up back at helicopters where I started when I was a kid and, and, 
I'm so thankful for, for everybody that I've met recently in the hobby since I got back into it, all the people that run events, all the people that run, you know, the distribution stores, everyone that, that designs helicopter products. Like, I'm so thankful everything's still here. So I guess that's the biggest the biggest thing that I feel. I mean, it's, it's my escape from my day-to-day life. It's a nice thing that I can do to, to really help myself focus on something and, and forget anything else that really goes on in my life and just hang out with my friends and, and go fly. And uh-huh. it's probably the single most important thing that I have going on other than my family. You know, obviously that that's the most important thing ever in anyone's life, but, right. yep. but yep. you know, take that out of the equation and, and flying is definitely stuck in my soul. And it's, it's incredible. So I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for everyone that's in the hobby. Everything. So... I'm very excited for what's to come in the next few years, and hopefully more of the same. You guys have a Merry Christmas, a new Happy New Year, and uh, obviously I hope you had a Happy Thanksgiving. See ya. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Great message, dude. Yeah. That's what it is, and he's right about the other hobbies, man. Uh, You really don't – I don't know what it is. Whether it's the challenge or whether it's the great equalizer, you know, gravity is uh-huh. the great equalizer. You know, it's just great, great uh, hobby, great group of people. Yeah. And sure. here's the next one. You know, except for Rodney Clay, I'm still mad that he crashed into me and broke my bracket. <laughs> I need to crash into him again. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Except for Rodney Clay. I just, I just want to rebuttal that. He's thankful for everyone in the hobby, except yeah. Rodney, because he crashed into him. Well, Rodney did put in two helicopters this past Saturday, and he needed no help from anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Rodney. Yeah, poor Rodney. But he was a good, you know, good sport about it. I, uh, you know, he made a video after showing the damage. I some damage that he did to this 550x is uh his T-Rex 550x I just don't understand how like like he drove it in on the tail and those rear tail gears were perfectly fine <laughs> like I don't understand it wow you breathe on them and they strip so mm-hmm. yeah but all right I just uh, remembered an announcement we should say okay uh, congratulations to Scott he's now an oh yes factory yes, factory mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. We were congratulating him on Discord Friday nice. night. Mm-hmm. A lot he's of people a good were. Dude. He is. He's a good yeah. guy. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, more voicemails or shall we move it on? No, that's it for voicemails. Okay. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, 973-936-8936 is the number to call. So leave us a voicemail. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up. Yes, wrap it up. Uh, Facebook like we're we have no new likes. We're still at thirteen something. So oh man, no new likes this week. Uh, what do we have for Facebook comments though? How can nobody like us? Wow, have you heard us? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, Facebook posts. We had a few things going on on Facebook. You just mentioned. Uh, welcome, Scott Graham. Uh, SAB factory team pilot and uh-huh. you posted that Steve uh-huh. and let's see last week 
Let's see here. What can I see for posts? Uh, I hate when it does more most relevant. I want all comments. All right. Oh, <laughs> so Michael Shaggy Parker said, my middle name is William Stevian. DePaolo is Robert. So I, I did make a mistake. So, yes, correction. Okay. Uh, yeah, Michael's middle name is William and the Michael Robert DePaolo. So I made that mistake. And then I posted a response saying, ah, oh, thanks for the correction. So with Bill, a.k.a. William, does that bring him one step closer be, to being the Shaggy of New Jersey? Hmm. If you have to ans- ask that question, the answer is yes. Yes. Oh, he's, uh, that's not even debatable. Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to figure out all the Shaggies across the, the you know, Atlantic coast. Right. Uh-huh. We definitely know Bill is the Jersey Shaggy. Uh-huh. Some of the others are up for debate, but Bill yeah. is definitely... A shaggy. Uh-huh. No question. And then Greg Gold Jr. commented, whoop. I don't know how to say it. Whoop. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that means. And he's probably the southwest shaggy. Did yeah, he say he was from? over there near in uh, Area 52, Area 51? Let, let's uh, just yeah, say he's the, the outdoor basement shaggy. He might be Space Shaggy. Mm. Yes. Space Shaggy. I think I did see a picture of him beaming Shaggy up or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Space Shaggy. There you go. Now it adds up. Okay. What else do we got? Uh, the other thing I posted was a quick video of more blinky lights on R2-D2. Uh, trying to keep people that are interested in that project you know, updated. With some stuff. So Mark Ritchie said, sensational, Kev. Russell Bear said, wow. And Mike D said, blinkity, blink, blink. Oh. And this stupid panel with the blinking lights on it was more difficult than a lot of the other stuff on this. It's like Christmas lights, and it was more difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, one burns out, and they all burn out. No, I'm oh, are they, they're not in series like that, are they? No, no. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a board I sent away to get. Uh, oh, is that the board that you made? No, no. This is one that another guy had made, posted oh, okay. the file. I took it and sent away and got oh, certain boards produced. Right, right. Okay. But the, I guess the original R2 had square LEDs uh, in a lot of the spots. They don't make those LEDs anymore. So I kind of took round ones and kind of diffused them. It came out good. It looks good. But the code is written for another board to be in like number one in the series with this board and it was it was a nightmare trying to get it to work without that board i finally had to add that board but i don't have a spot for that board so it's sitting behind this one and it's just Uh. it's it was i'm glad it turned out really well and then the physical placement of the leds like you couldn't solder them flush with the board because they had to kind of sit in their own depth so i kind of had to make i made a little mock-up i printed out a uh, you know like a little plate that I could stick them all in from behind there and get them all leveled out to the correct height. Okay, which is great about three D printing that I could do that. You know, uh-huh. uh, because I couldn't see any other way of doing it, and it turned out good. Um, but man, what a what a chore it was to just get stupid freaking lights to blink. Right. And there's there's guys that have written partial codes to 
have some of these lights monitor your voltage. So a certain, you know, like a, almost like a bar graph, but I didn't, I didn't go that far. I didn't do any of that yet. Uh huh. But, uh, that, it's been really cool to add that stuff. I just wanted to update people, uh, whoever was following it. It seems to reach a lot of people. Awesome. Yeah. And Planker, the good. musical got, uh, a comment by William Anthony that said Planker episode was brutal this week. Brutal. And Ian nice. agreed. Standing uh-huh. ovation. <clears throat> you guys okay. see anything else you want to comment on? Ian Joe, what projects are you work are you are oh, right. on your workbench? And how long that. have they been there? Tell us in the comments. We got eleven replies on that one. Let's Thankfully I have no projects. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I believe that? Mm, yeah. I feel like somebody's fibbing. Call me a liar. Yes, fibber. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Russell Bear, going on three years now. When the weather clears up, it's on to paint. It looks like a... What is that? It's like a... It's like a bear P47 cat. bear cat. A Corsair or, or something? Or? Could it be a Corsair? The, the mm. nose is very teardrop shape so no the corsair has a different tail section okay and the front it, is elongated on the bottom of the cowl there, right. so that's isn't that like, a p40 yeah p47 47 like, yeah that's what it looks like to me yeah um let's see ian said oh wow very nice i like the series detail so far man uh john said that's a real beauty the fuse looks like eight feet long yeah it's like it's pretty long Maybe six feet. Yeah, I don't know what helicopters behind it. It kind of looks like a. Yeah, it looks like a seven hundred size. Yeah, maybe a seven hundred. It doesn't. It it's looks an bigger. XL Power seven hundred. He says it. Yeah, uh, you can see the. Oh yeah, yeah, canopy yeah. Too mm-hmm. underneath it a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. I do see it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Mark Blizzard said, "I can only see the from the big swash plate." up there's this big gray thing blocking the view (laughs) (laughs) said yep that's xl power nice 700 nice uh let's see who else we have brett godlieber got a few aligned t-rex 700 xn airframes waiting to be put back together one is the famous horex nice from the helihead show another one's i got from a friend haha i heard about that damn that bird Really gets around, lol. By Ian, yes. Not called a whole rex for no reason. Right. Uh, Steve Shaw, workbench with dining room table count. Uh, yesterday, just signed a contract on a new house. Nice, congrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, more room to sprawl to build. But for today, I will show current his current building table. I got to get a grip, he says, and. I mean, I see a Goblin 700. I see a Dremel. I see a whole lot of shit. A whole up. lot of stuff. A hot glue gun. Yep. At least I see glue sticks. Oh, yeah. No, I see a hot glue gun on the left there. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff here that probably doesn't need to be there if you're fixing one helicopter. Um, well, don't you know he's got like seven he's building at the same time? Different helis. Uh, Steve needs to be thankful that his wife is tolerant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that was it. Let's see here. Just a couple of replies here. Not proud of myself. 
just keeping it real. <laughs> yep. And, and uh, Ian said, no worries. I do believe that is most of everyone, everybody in the hobby's workbench. At one point, I would say in their RC career, you know, I've definitely built a helicopter too on the, you know, dining room or kitchen table before. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? I think that might be it, right? I think that's it. Oh, well, there's something you posted yesterday. If the planker dabbled in electronics. Yes. And if you haven't seen seen this guy before, it's a wonder he's still breathing. What? Okay. I've seen clips of this guy. Is he doing that on for shtick on purpose? Like, yeah. Yeah. As a joke, he has to be. Yeah, he has to be. Okay. I think he's a pretty smart guy with a high tolerance of pain. And, can't be that stupid. Yeah, and yeah. he's getting burned. Yeah, because, I mean, nobody's hooking capacitors but he, up but to But, yeah, AC he's actually burning. And like, he's causing up. physical damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how he could. Ah, the best I one do I that saw, to be funny. The best one I saw that this guy did, though, was, uh, and it wasn't in this clip, was he put, uh, like, a heat wire on a plastic chair, and he hot glued it to it, and he <laughs> sat on it, and he plugged it in, and it got. It got red hot, and he <laughs> he turned around, he jumped up, and he turned around, and now his ass is to the camera, and he can't find it because it's now stuck to his ass, <laughs> and you can see the wire like burning red, and he's oh, yelling and screaming. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how he does that. Anytime I've ever been shocked, it made me so mad. I can't. I mean, it, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think he has a high tolerance for being pain. Being shocked just- brings me more anger than any other way of getting hurt. But he caught something, that. Something about it. He caught the high voltage Tesla coil as it was like falling. I don't know how the guy is still alive. I really I, I, don't. Yeah, Some of the shit he does. Something wrong with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny though. And then there's it's one hilarious. Is is this the is this the uh, compilation where the he's pulling the dryer out or the no the um the the electric stove out. And that's two forty man. And then he take he blows his meter up in the one clip. And yeah. I'm like. <laughs> a freaking idiot but he's gotta be smart enough to survive all this stuff yeah that he's doing it right way for entertainment i guess <laughs> i guess he's still i mean he's still getting hurt he's still yeah. getting hurt yep for sure and i'm sure he's still getting paid too so yeah i don't know you better be getting paid a lot because it wouldn't be worth it to me mm-hmm. i don't know youtube subscribers when they hit two million subscribers how many uh how much do they They're make? I don't know. Five figures per month. Yeah, I think that's what he's up to. Yeah. All right. Uh, with this whole new layout, I don't even know. What do we have for visitors posts? Let's see. We have some. Yeah? All right. Take it. Mm, when's the last one we did? Oh, I don't know. November 29th, working on a quickie from Chris Rybert. I think yeah. we talked about that yes. one. With the covering and the checker pattern mm-hmm. on the bottom. Yep. Got some more pictures of that from December 4th. Wheel pants. The wheels came in for the quickie build. She's standing on her own two feet. It's a really neat plane. It's kind of a ugly stick looking sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like it though. I bet it flies good. Yeah. Uh, Sasha Vixland. Uh-huh. Said, thank you guys for another awesome podcast. Couple hours with Hillies and you guys. It's truly a highlight of the week after busting my ass working at home overtime or hanging out with three kids sitting at home in the middle of a, in the middle of worldwide clusterfuck. <laughs> yeah. Sound like you got your hands full. Yep. 
Uh-huh. Really appreciate time you guys put into it. Can't wait for Planker episode this month. Yeah. It's got a picture of a Haley he's working on. What's he got here? Uh-huh. Looks like an Agile, maybe? I don't know. It's got a Protos sitting uh-huh. there on the table, too. Yeah, I thought it was a Protos and an Agile 7. 7.2 or whatever it was. Thanks, Sasha. And we got a video from Chris Rybert on the Quickie 500 Maiden Success. I was able to sneak out early this morning between raindrops and gunshots to get three flights on it. Hanging back on the wall safe until spring. Raindrops and gunshots? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's hunting season up there. Uh, Is it rabbit season or duck season? It's rabbit season. Duck season. Rabbit Rabbit season. season. Duck season. Duck season. Rabbit season. Okay. Okay, it's rabbit season. Okay. Um, Regular Abbott and Costello over here. Yes. All right, website comments. What do we have? Uh, I don't know. You see anything, Andy? No, I didn't see anything. Just a bunch of voicemails. Okay. Hmm. Uh, People of Podbean. People of Podbean. We should just make it one person of Podbean this week because one guy liked the boatload of episodes. Nice. But Heliman liked uh, 226, Evening with the Planker. I don't know if I mentioned that last time. Cincinnati, Z Frig, and N Hardy started following us. Gray Eagle Jr. and Sam Layerson both liked episode 254. Thanks to all our listeners. Uh, and this guy, Toad, liked episode 223, Independence, 230, Safety Dance, 207, Welcome 2020, 210, Pay to Play. 235 oldest shit 224 good vibes 208 clone wars 236 sim life 227 budgets 247 fellow podcaster series with kevin mcgrady and 252 fellow podcaster series with mike DePaulo. and that's it that dude's been busy he liked a lot of episodes that's awesome thanks everybody all right, let's see what we have for Podbean comments. Uh, six days ago, Jesus Palacios says, Great episode, guys. I got Thanks. his name wrong, didn't I? What did you say? I said Jesus and something else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think you got your name wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, dude. Uh, Cincinnati said, Where is the technical EPS episodes? Would love to hear something valuable in info pertaining to setup or tuning. Once we learn. Found- you would find those over at the Taylor Rotor podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, once we learn how to tune and set up, we'll let you know. <laughs> or old episodes of RCHN. Yeah, RCHN, yeah. yeah. Or we have that one with uh, with Nick from RCHN. Uh-huh. There's an yeah. old one. About, that was about Gov set about up. governors. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, Greg Jr. four days ago. Oh, this was several... Paragraph breaks here, so let's see what we got. Me, few of words, abilities, difficulty, abbreviations. Sadly, yesterday, many times tried Thanksgiving, but unable to feather in your capacitor. (laughs) Arrivals, department lint for eastern compass, my lead acid battery leaking water heater. However... You're of words, all speak, ingredients, recharge, reaching out, internet, talking, just a bunch of guys. Good 
personal bonding hobby CA glued that Loctite for life. <laughs> Thanks of all you be free, fall and catch me if you can. Trampoline, bouncy house, windows, low, unable. Inspiration, you all do, yes. If not knowing, you did two, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Keep it up. Oh, sorry. Keep up the greatness that is within outlasting the TikTok. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, let's see here. And then Rodney, two hours ago, says, We'll love to see the Facebook build with Andy later in the eve. Eastern time would be best after seven. Well, for me at least, lol. <laughs> cool. Thanks, awesome. Rodney. That's right. probably when I would do it. Yeah. Seven to nine or something. Nice. Eight to ten. I don't know. Yeah, I say eight to ten would be probably good, right? Yeah. Kind of catch the East Coast and some of the West Coast people because eight would be yeah about five or six for them. Yeah, right. Five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to do this, and like two people are going to watch it. Me yeah, and Steve. Kevin and me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it would be like me for a little bit, and then Kevin for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's sorry, I fell asleep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right? I'm fairly boring. I hope you guys know that. No. Well, one thing good we'll about see. Facebook is you can like bring someone else in to the video feed, and you know, maybe maybe if I get my parts or whatever, we can. I'll be wrenching on something or something, and you yeah, know? yeah. Gray Eagle, bring Gray him Eagle. in. Oh boy. I'd build the heli upside down if I was trying to decipher what he's saying. Yeah. I'd build it inside out. Yep. Something weird. <laughs> yeah, it'll be upside down. It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, iTunes review. I saw nothing new on iTunes. Okay. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at freefarc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash freefarc podcast. Uh, check out our webpage. Hmm. Hmm. That thing's so stale. I don't even want to announce it anymore. Check out our but, stale webpage. Yeah, but say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, by the way, stale because of me, not because of Chris. <laughs> uh, flight Test Forums, off the field, audio and video production. Other than Flight Test Podcast, Free Forcey Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill to Flyer. Hey, Dave. Uh, fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads Podcast. That's Mike, Kevin, Dan, and Mr. Scott Graham himself. President Day. A Telerotor podcast. I don't even know anymore. It's like four mics and a, and a it's rich. It's all mics. It's Mike all mics. And a, and a, Mike and a rich, yeah. Rich. Gaggle of mics. Yep. Gaggle of mics. Yes. By the way, I want, I want that new sticker. It's a school uh, B- of mics. <laughs> BKRC podcast. That's Bert and Kyle. Uh, RC Roundtable. That's what Lee, Terry, and Fitz, Ian. Yeah, Ian, I can't believe you don't know that. <laughs> Call yourself a closet planker to us, huh? RC After Hours. With Andre? High Voltage. With Bobby Watts? Skids Up. With Frank, Javier, and Paul? Inverted Down Under. With Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff Ozzy? Small. Jeff Ozzy? <laughs> uh, Park Flower Podcast. That's with two mics and a J. Oh. Houdini RC Heli Podcast. That's with 
Frodo, Spiegel, and um, uh, Gilmore or whatever that other guy's name. I don't know. It's with Kenny Sierra. And come on, we all know who uh-huh. it is. It's Kenny Sierra and Rich Spiegel. Uh-huh. And now the new one here, RC Plane Lab. That's with Mike and Mike. It's got to be all mics, right? No. <laughs> Todd, Mike, and Jeff. We'll have um, to listen. If they don't have a mic, we should write them an email. Billy, Jack, Peter, Dennis. Hey, can't one have of them has to podcast without a mic. You officially have to change one of their names to mics. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's, what is their names? I, I don't know. It didn't Mom, say it on there. Tom, Tom, or Tom and Jerry, or something. I don't know. All right. We'll go with Tom and Jerry. Uh, and make sure you check out our friend, Bill Ann's YouTube channel. <laughs> Bill and Bill and the man. Yep. yep. He's, and he's he's got a lot of time indoors, so he's posting a lot of videos. A lot of heli videos. No That's cooking good. anymore. He's done keep with him, the cooking channel. Keep them coming, Bill. Yeah. He couldn't handle all the criticism. I know, I know. The cooking. Yeah. I blame the heli heads, guys. Yeah, I blame them and his, you know, lack of frying pans. You know, you just can't grill on a well, on a rock. Right, right. Someone should have told him that. Give him uh, that feedback. Yeah. Anyways, thanks to our listeners. Free us, guys, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Later. Laters. Oh, man. That's good. Yeah. show about nothing into nothing about a show uh, yeah nope. ffrc crew <laughs> there what it up, is Kevin? what i think of you nice another intelligent comment by andy <laughs> nice. the truth right there that's what i'm here for <laughs> to point out the intelligence okay if you're butthead and steve's beavis and who the fuck am i you don't want to know dude that teacher guy, probably. <laughs> or that, uh, the Hank Hill, the King of the Hill dude. King of the Hill, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God damn it. Yeah, I wanted to share that with you because he's like, I couldn't think of who Steve reminds me of. Oh, yeah, he's Beavis to Kevin's butthead. <laughs> like, nice. Uh, I need to, to get that uh, clip of your laugh, Steve. Put it on there. <laughs> 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 I hear that every time now. Yeah, I know. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, what is this bash complete <laughs> shit? <laughs> Not to be confused with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. That's it. You can prompt it for that. I'm still fucking with things. I'll find it. I may have wiggled something loose when I was fucking with it the other day. Steve, you watch The Boys? The Boys? No. Is it good? Hell uh, yeah. It, you know, Andy, you watch it. Yes. Dude, do you find that... This is what I find. I find that it's a really good show and a really good concept, but... 
a lot of times, dude, it's like five minutes of a guy saying absolutely nothing. And I'm like, now it's not the point where I'm starting to fall asleep. Like, it's like five uh... to ten minutes of, well, my father was uh, something. And, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm already asleep at that point. I can't say I like, thought that. Like, when those two guys were sitting on... <laughs> Steve, you're going to love this. When those two guys were sitting on the couch watching the porn in one of the last right. episodes... The, right. the one guy, Huey, started talking, and he was like, I don't know what he was saying. I'm like, what is he saying? I've been watching everything up to this point. Am I that stupid? I'm like, I can't figure out what's going on here. And I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, why would there be two guys watching porn together? I don't. Well, you have to, have to see the show. I guess I have to watch it, yeah. Just got to watch it. He was supposed to keep an eye on the one guy, and all he was doing was watching. Well, I think everything about him is just kind of weird, you know? Huey? Huey, yeah. Yeah. Huey Lewis? Yeah. Uh, Alright, sorry guys. I'll oh. get a new cable or something. Try it next time. I don't want to degrade the show. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to do Steve's going. trick put the uh, bag over my head. Andy's mic had a little static on it through the whole show. I didn't mind it as much as Kevin's static that's normally <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, shut up, Bill. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> Punk. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the funny part was is I'd make a comment, like, joking, and he would go from zero to 10,000, like, immediately. <laughs> he would go off the deep end. And then... <laughs> Every time. What the hell? I forget what it was. I don't know. There was something where he was yelling at Shaggy about, it's not called that. And Shaggy was like, yes, it is. And he's like, no, it's not. And he started, like, yelling. And I was like, he was all fired up. It's a feathering really? shaft. It's a spindle shaft. God damn it. And I was like, <laughs> Andy just started oh. laughing and laughing. Well, the more, the more, like, an aggravated he got, the more I wanted to just rile him up, you know. And the funnier it got. Then the more Andy's laughing, the more I'm commenting. <laughs> and it's just, like, a cascade of, oh, man. It was hysterical. Um. All right. I'm not sharing my screen anymore, right? No. Okay. You're free to look at porn again. No, that's my bandwidth, man. Like, I got like 40 megabit up at best. <clears throat> oh, that sucks for you. I know. I'm out here in the middle of the boondocks. <clears throat> I know. You got Fios now, right? Gigabit. Nice. Fios. <clears throat> I don't know what Fios is, but if it's anything like fiber optic, I have that. It's fiber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, it's that stuff that you eat and makes you poop. I'm going to shut up because they're knock on this wall because the damn shit will probably go down here in about 10 minutes. <laughs> bragging on how good it is. And you guys will be making fun of me for an hour and a half. How's that good internet working, buddy? <laughs> for those about to rock <clears throat> files. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Internet. Didn't we have... Is it really worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Walking. Is it really worth it? Internet. Is this fad going to last? <laughs> TV is just a fad. RC is just a fad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you're flying home night. that day, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just do it for the airplane. Yep. Call yeah. it in. Just call. Yeah, you can call me. I can patch you in now. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, pilot. Can you get me a line to Andy? 
I'll be, I'll be elbowing it's them. Important. Come on. It's important. Tennessee 445. How did you get in here? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Show ideas. Where is that document? I have it's to under show it. ideas. Actually, um, you guys can <laughs> do the show ideas. I'm gonna... I feel so fucking stupid because I can barely work the goddamn computer. It makes me so mad. I should know how to do shit, and I don't know anything. Alt-Shift-5? Oh, there it is. Alt-Shift-5, dude. Alt-Shift-5. How the fuck am I going to remember that? Just press your any key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.